And welcome back once again to What the Butts in Vanadil with Spicy and... Uh, Spicy Ryan's Meal Care Chin. And... Welcome back to WTF, WTF is Eric's Deal, hosted by yours truly. That was... that was awkward, and... <laughs> I guess Fox is here too. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we're going to be talking about absolutely nothing in particular, lots of random things, because it's been a honeymoon week. That's right, man. And there's been a lot of things going on anyway, so we have plenty to talk about, whether it's softcore donkey shows... <sighs> Before the show going on. <laughs> or hardcore yeah. murderizing. What about the softcore murderizing? The so- what is the softcore murderizing? Because there was a lot. I missed I missed part of that. Well, it's all the kinds of murderizing that aren't hardcore. <laughs> Obviously. As could be inferred. Yeah, uh, pre-show we spent a lot of time trying to define things that I, I don't really feel we needed to define. Yet, you know, most people would still ask about anyway, should they hear it on the street in passing or whatever. It would certainly raise eyebrows. Yeah, just like the donkey shows, right? <laughs> hey, as long as you have the camera angle appropriate, Ryan. it can be on TV. Ryan. Excellent. So, I am no longer single, but I am bringing all the disappointment of a single individual. I didn't know you had to be married to not be single anymore, Ryan. <laughs> well, good luck with that. It is going great <laughs> because it has been... I, we're having a good time on our... Except for Philly. I was going to say, I enjoy Philly as much as one can enjoy that one bridge piece of shit city. <laughs> but Carrot is basically three minutes of walking. Ow, ow, ow. It's not level. It's, it's, it was horrible walking uh, in Philly. What, how, how not level is not level? Have you seen one of those like uh, funky mirrors? That was a sidewalk. Uh, yeah, around here they call it Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> you have marble sidewalks in Seattle. Whoa. <laughs> okay, no you don't. In some places. There's also like incredible like like 13 grade hills too. Wow. No, I guess we're not going to Seattle then. But uh, Seattle's a nice city. <laughs> no, it's not. Keep in mind that when I say nice, I don't mean perfect. I mean nicer than other cities think, out there because think... if it's like... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, you just want to see the Seahawks. That's all you care about. I am a Seahawks fan. Are you really? Yeah. All right, man. Twelfth man all the way. Let's go, Hawks. Surprising as all. Oh, I'm full of surprising things. But anyway, the the honeymoon's been good. Uh, Carrot's been having a good time, I imagine. But well, we had such a great time in Lambertville, and I was having so much fun walking. And then we went to Philly, and the fun uh, drastically declined. Drastically. Okay. Well, anyone who's in the Discord knows that there was quite the saga at the beer hall last night. I uh, don't know what that was about, but it was certainly interesting. Was it a push? It was not a push. <laughs> it was not a push. A push. A push. So what exactly was going on there? Because I, I just kind of like glanced at what was happening, and I saw some pictures and was like, okay, that food looks neat. Oh, it, it was a good time. It was we, an atrocity to Eric's culture, though. Yes, I think the words for him, I was sharing with multiple Germans, not just Eric's, and the consensus was that it was very American, even though it's... Any American would be like, wow, that's so German. Okay, so... Sorry, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you you go ahead. You're the expert here. I wouldn't say that, but most most Germans aren't Bavarians, so I think uh, Northern Germans wouldn't really care that much. Mm, Yeah, I think you had more to say about it than them, but it was... Honestly, I don't care that much either. I just like to wind you up. 
<laughs> the most I got out of that particular uh, part of the posts and everything was uh, was apparently there's supposed to be some kind of balance to like entrees to mustard or something. No, no, no. You're supposed to have sweet mustard. You're not, not. First of all, it didn't matter so much that it was sweet mustard, even though that's traditional. It was that it was Dijon dirty, mustard. Dirty. They were putting Dijon with everything. Dirty, oh. sweet mustard, spicy. It was. It was just. Like, like it's not supposed to be mustard with the pretzel, even though we're off in the woods already here. But it's not supposed to be mustard with the pretzel, which I think is fine. Well, I have like mayo. It's the mustard's supposed to be for the worst, but it's not Dijon. The problem's Dijon. You can't have Dijon with every single fucking dish. What is that? I mean, I enjoyed it, but the Dijon was 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 a, was a travesty. You can, but you gotta be prepared for being judged by the food gods. I mean, as an American, I shouldn't <laughs> be offended by choices of mustard. It's true. I thought being offended is your shtick. At any rate, so it's been a nice time to just get away from the game because I need to do that. Uh, and not necessarily from you two. I don't want to be away from you two, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. I don't know about that. But a good time to just relax and reflect and think about how one day I will no longer be in existence in this game's community and how nice that might be. Fair, man. I don't think Ryan's going to go into the quiet good night with that. Oh, yeah. I haven't really given it much thought, but I mean, hey, you know, all things all things come to an end at some point, I guess. Well, just enjoying each other's time and thinking about retirement accounts and things people don't think about and family and this and that. and The crypto roller coaster? The crypto roller coaster. So, yes, that is, that is, that is a thing right now still. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just have to take a step back and, and just do things that are strictly more important, honestly. I think people have trouble empathizing with the future them. They only think about the current them because it's hard to get emotionally excited about that. So not financial advice, but everyone should probably think about their future. Yeah, pretty much. Ryan, did you tell Eric's uh, your German poem? Oh, <laughs> yes. For your vow? He was, I, I discussed it with him before I committed firmly. Yeah. Um, I shot myself. That's pretty much the end of it. So now I have a name. I got you. I thought of the whole thing before I even shared it with them, and nothing changed from that point on. Wait, what? Well, so... <laughs> so, during the ceremony, when she's in a nice wedding dress, and I'm in jeans I haven't washed in months, and my favorite t-shirt... <laughs> Might as well be in khakis. <laughs> is, that a, is that a Fox reference, the khakis? <laughs> Only if they're shorts. Ooh, also, khaki I shorts. Why is the smell? Okay, I see. I was not, they were not smelly. I was not going to wear some dank-ass, <laughs> smelly-ass shit to an a, a indoor gathering because it was raining all day. It was kind of crap weather, but why should that be any different? Those pants are dank. I, those, those are good pants. I'm a very I mean, simple person. Okay. At any rate, um, many things happen. Actually, I guess this will be the part where Carol will be here for and then she's going to take off. But So, uh, at first it was... I, uh, we, we fought about the wedding for a bit, as you do. Yes. Probably to the point of not knowing if we're even going to have one <laughs> slash even stay together. Uh, it, it got, it got very, very bad, to say the least. And well, let me be the latest to congratulate you on the first day of the rest of your strife. <laughs> the rest of your strife. <laughs> for real. And eventually, after I said, you know what, fuck it, you do whatever you want, and I'll decide if I'm even showing up. I didn't actually know if I was going to go until the day of, the morning of. That's when very she nice for our listeners to listen to. When she had, had, well, I was very excited, and then that <laughs> excitement quickly fell off a cliff. 
very yeah, quickly. This is this is for everyone who missed the live stream. Yeah, well, there was no live stream. <laughs> there was no live stream. So, yeah, quickly everything fell off a cliff. And so basically that morning, I wake up at the exact moment Serge is knocking on the door because I didn't care about being up and prepared. <laughs> so he's knocking on the door, and I'm basically putting on clothing <laughs> to go answer the door. And uh, didn't know at that point if I was going to show up. But I'm like, hey, you want some breakfast, Serge? Let's, let's have breakfast. So anyone who doesn't know, Serge is in the Discord. But I first met Serge on Auction House. In a, like, we had like a Skype room like 15 years ago. And then he just randomly showed up like a month ago. And I hadn't talked to him in like 10 years. And I go, hey, you want to come? Because Fox said no. Funk said no. And Eric said no. Eric said no as well. Look at all these people that didn't want to come. That's, you know, it's... Yes, but I had like logistical issues, you know. Logistical yeah. issues. You could have gotten on a steam liner. I guess I could also have teleported to you with our love. <laughs> love. You. Wow. You just didn't like me enough, man. Meanwhile, Fox just didn't care. It's like ah, I don't want to go to Seattle. <laughs> no, no, that that wasn't it. I just uh, I think I've I've been to enough weddings. For- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mer ruined it. Yeah, Fox yeah. didn't want to destroy Link Shell again. <laughs> Hey, I, I had a fun time, though. Like, I'll always stand by that. Fun time, great meeting people in person. I had fun as well, even though you destroyed a Link Shell Fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently uh, apparently I did that. <laughs> if only you would have said something. It's so fucking ridiculous. I feel like I'm missing context. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, everyone is actually missing context, and I think that's part of the joke. <laughs> I demand context. I don't think we're going to go down Let's that. Let's just say that every marriage that Fox has attended, the link shell has broken afterwards. <laughs> 100% failure rate. Sweet. Could I invite you to certain weddings? All right, man. Let me know. I'll pencil it in. So cool. at any rate, the first thing was I get asked, uh, I have an email uh, with the script. Can you... Why are the cats fighting? Why do they wait until now? Get, get, what, what is he stopped? Well, the cat's, like, stuck in the window right now. Wait, what? The, the cat... <laughs> Please excuse us while we have technical one, issues. One moment, please. Technical difficulties. No, so if anyone couldn't guess before now, yes, we have no idea what we're doing at any given time. Okay, so, yes. Cat's, just, what I'm... cat's knocking everything over. Anyway, uh, so I get asked to print out a script. With, I did not know there was a script. Come here. No, we're not restarting. <laughs> I'm always there when the issues go, uh, the episodes go bad. So, so I, I decided, yes, <laughs> whenever you're here, it goes terrible. So I decided to sabotage the own wedding script. I was not included in this script. I did not know the script, and I did not approve of any script. So I decided to, of course, sabotage the wedding script by changing. There's supposed to be audience participation, which I did not want, and there's supposed to be all this nonsense going on. This is not, you know, we're not a cult. We don't need people chanting and humming along with it. I, it it's between us. I don't need people all reciting lines Our, uh, together. The minister was on the, the hippie side, so... Yeah, uh, the minister of the metaphysical church. I didn't even know what it was. I just needed someone to do the, the wedding. I didn't care. Uh, oh, I so see. Oh, I see. The minister of the metaphysical church, who had never done anything before and is not a real church, <laughs> <laughs> just some online... It's like if you have your support animal on the plane, just some online thing you filed for, and you're, you're good to go legally. Uh, anyway, I decided to change the words you were no longer alone into you were into bondage. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the bathroom right before it was supposed to go on taking the last single selfie to put in a discord here and then I hear a scream of my name because right before we're supposed to go on it was discovered I had changed the script to you were into bondage 
because we had the whole hand tying thing, like hand fasting. Hand fasting. I call it hand whatever. So the hand thing, the hand jive. Um the hand job. The hand job. The hardcore hand job. With the cuffs? Yeah, we have that going on. Uh where she made uh Windurst themed rope and a Sandoria themed rope and you know, like you you hold the hand and they tie the little rope around your hands, like a traditional thing. The like the only traditional part I was interested in because it seemed like, yeah, let's do that. That's that's nifty. And uh yeah, that was when they were supposed to say you were no longer it's like the bullshit, like we don't need that. So I changed it to you were into bondage because of the rope. <laughs> so Excuse me while I'm making Nick themed rope. I start getting screamed at, what else did you change? I go, nothing, just bondage. Wait, but what's really important here is, did you actually use that script? Uh, well, they just crossed it out in pen, and they said, well, no one can participate along now, because I'm just going to read it. And I'm like, okay. Well, no, they good. can. Like, maybe they don't understand bondage, but... Well, yeah, it can be a group activity. So, wow. yeah, yes, and then she didn't know that I was going to have a poem for her. Yes. So she kind of got this look of dread in her face and i said and i have a poem for you and yes. the look in her face took an, a, a a 360 walked away I from mean, the keyboard if anyone's known ryan for 30 seconds you know it could go south pretty fast so there once was a man from nantucket <laughs> so i started just reading off you know roses are red violets are blue in german and just start yelling just words that, in german yes and then i translated it without yelling and then yes. i also no, i wanted to go more into the whatever the, that was fine Oh, but yeah. the other part oh, of Oh, when vows, your family's there and I said that as soon as you introduced yourself to me as a big burly black man, yes. I knew I was hooked. Yes, yeah. that was very hard to explain to my family afterwards. <laughs> I wish I'd been there. Yes, yes, it was no, good. No, and I was just like, look of horror and just like, how do I explain to my family? And, and everybody's like quiet, you know? And they asked her, her father asked her that night, did you know what his vows were going to be and beforehand? Like, of course, of course not, dad. They're welcoming to the family, and I, I literally couldn't care less about being in their family. I'm just there oh. to marry Carrot, so. This is going to work, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, w- that was fun. Because the last thing you expect is to find out your daughter says she's a big, burly black man. Yes. And nerd, I think Nerd wedding's the best. I think my I mean, response was, like, clearly. <laughs> oh, she, she just literally wanted to run out the door when I said that. <laughs> she just looked at the door, I think, and, and didn't even know. Like, she froze in horror. Any rate, so that was that. So I guess that's the the four on one for any of that uh, detailing there and carrot. I'm and glad people wasted the last fifteen minutes hearing this detailed out. Well, well, if it was only fifteen minutes, I we mean, do have we have game things to talk about too. But yeah. I thought we were in the business of wasting time. Oh, absolutely, yes. Well, in the effort of conserving the listener's time... Um, uh, no, it's respecting the listener's oh, time. Oh, my bad. You're uh, not even respecting their time. I know. Well, since the, the honeymoon thing is... is the, the section is over, I, I might peace out. So. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna ship her off to the produce farm, and yes. it'll be the three of us talking about to more... The, we're gonna to have, the, we're to just, the kitchen with me, so... Yes, yes, go iron my shirt, bitch. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Okay, now down to the men's work here. Let's get a little oh, more misogynistic. Oh, jeez. Let's get the angry emails here. Yeah, why not? You want to do the abject one first, or do you want to do the guy who we're not crazy about first? I mean, I guess we could hit him in the order that you posted them, so I guess the guy that I'm specifically not crazy about first. Yeah, I'm just a little wary. I'm not I'm not turned off like you are. Yeah, so we have, uh, we have different outlooks, because we're, of course, different people uh, when it comes to getting emails and stuff like that. And, and I want to say that while people may not always have the best experience with me directly, 
um, you still should email the show. I mean, you'll at least get answers to questions that you have, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but just know that sometimes it can seem disappointing. So for someone like me who tries to make sure that people play this game as well as possible, it doesn't mean you have to have like crazy gear or anything like that. It's really disheartening when it feels like people miss the point entirely, especially since I tried to paint such a huge board to play darts with. And I guess that's like the best way that I can really put it. But I can go ahead and uh, and read this. Um, I'm going to read it verbatim, so I don't really understand what's going on with the first part of this. So, like, the cat swaddler. Did we not cover the cat swaddler enough? Can I have a link to the cat swaddle? Um, I don't. I, I don't know <laughs> if we ever posted links to the cat swaddle. No, we have not posted links to the cat swaddler. Okay. I mean, in, in my in my history, it just would lead to a really pissed off cat. But I'm glad that it works for some people. Uh, you know, sometimes I just have to go along with it. But I was also this email here has a MS Paint picture here of Wolf Smith's the genie because the the email is I have a wish to make, uh, and it's got the genie here with Will Smith, which disgusting. And then it has the Robin Williams genie with the word spicy with a C I E written on it. And then it has in the clouds in the top left corner, Abject's Discord avatar. So at first, <laughs> at first I responded here and thought it was someone else. And then I responded and go, oh, I didn't realize you were sending two different email addresses here, Abject. And then they responded back that it is not Abject. So it has been quite the roller coaster ride of this one email here in particular. But then I guess you could read it out Fox. Hang on. I was already remedying the, the problem of that not being part of Abject's uh, trash channel. So I went ahead and posted that picture in there because yes. everyone needs to enjoy that. If for anyone who has not checked the Discord in a week, uh, Abject has a trash channel now because uh, for if anyone's been paying attention to his emails here recently, they'll see that he has some rather off-topic or random or whatever his condition is, uh, things to say or memes or dank stuff, and he just we we gave him a little playpen there, and that's where that goes. Okay, so I guess we're ready for me specifically not to get thanked. Uh, <laughs> also, thank you, Spicy, for the pug context. Fox will push for everyone to have meds and several toggles to optimize DPS. While you recognize most of the time, shit needs to be done even if it's way under buffed and even under geared. By taking this stance, you are already playing more than those trying to fill those shouts with R15 Remus or looking for the perfect static, which most of us don't have. I enjoy most of the podcast thank you for the content and see i you focused on the meds initially when we talked about this pre-show and i focused on the toggle as the first thing that i noticed and focused on in the email so i guess we also identify different things right at the bat that we catch in our eye here yeah yeah um it's it's all like layers of laziness honestly <laughs> but uh what you every, every dd in this game should be able to pick up a stack of remedies and a stack of panaceas it doesn't mean you use them in all content but it means you have to have some sort of base level preparedness. Um, I don't think there's any kind of like weird elitism or anything, not to put words in your mouth, but I mean, it's kind of what you're insinuating. That's what I take it as insinuating as too. Yeah, because like I've never once said that people need like R15 Remas, but said the opposite. I, I mean, clearly I'm reading it this way though. And I'm mentioning this because I've, I've clearly failed you in some way by not explaining well enough what my point is, because everything you mentioned counters basically every point I've ever made about playing this game. So for that, I apologize. Wow. Um, as far as several toggles to optimize DPS, um, it's nice to have more than one set. I hear you need them uh, when you play jobs. 
Um, it's not even about optimizing DPS even. Well, there's a difference between having multiple sets and then having multiple toggles for everything in your in your gear swap. Yeah. I mean, go as far as you want to go. It doesn't mean that you have to have like crazy amounts of gear though uh, to do that. Just having an attack capped or a not attack capped set at more accuracy sets. Like these are the sorts of things that will actually help you um, enjoy pug groups more because a lot of times they'll apply a blanket approach to things based on what they know, but that will not always line up with the gear that you're choosing to use in that static. So it's not always you that's doing bad. It could just be your choices that you're making based on the buffs that they're providing you. Eric, do you even um, do any pug stuff? I do not. I have a static. Okay. Like so. I mentioned it before. <laughs> so do you have the, the perfect static? No. It can't be perfect. You were recently on our server. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's cool that you well. said no because I don't have the perfect <laughs> static either. Well, that's because I'm in it. Well, I mean, that's not entirely the reason. But it's a major reason. I would say it's actually <laughs> a significant reason. Well, we did have really easy farms the last two days. Well, I mean, what changed, what no, changed nobody there? Died. Nobody, died. nobody died. Well, that's because they're just, you know, well, see, the thing is, I'm annoyed with Felgar's lack of any ability to be proactive, because he'll just yeah. fucking stand there like a stone statue or worse i'll just call him a statue i don't know none of those mentally deficient terms um throw back one to 119 but i get annoyed that he'll just stand there and be like okay uh i'm gonna gather these mobs up now and it's just like dude i've already gathered them can you just keep up please so i compensate by getting more aggressive than i ordinarily would because otherwise he'll stand there and everything will be slept and my timer will be down and he'll be like are you gonna are you gonna cruel joke these spicy? And it's like, dude, I just did it two minutes ago. Obviously I can't. Could you please I, I like I don't feel the need to have to explain. There's two of us. My timer's yeah. down because you just told me, okay, spicy, you get this one. So you don't have to ask, just do it. So I get more aggressive and die as a result because I feel the need to compensate to keep things because it's a very time limited event. So if you're not being efficient, you're going to miss out. And we already don't have an optimal run as it is. So I feel the need to make sure that we do better. And in that, I'm just kind of going off on my own and making it worse when it doesn't work out. <laughs> Sometimes. Yes. I mean, it just depends. It's all a gamble, usually. I mean, you're gambling when you're doing blue strats anyway, because you don't know how many jokeable families will exist. Well, there's degrees it's of gambling. Like um, yeah. poker and blackjack is gambling with skill. And just like playing a slot machine is 100% gambling and not in your favor. Yeah. But uh, anyway, like as far as like, like having like R15 Rimas and stuff like that. I, I really hope that people who have been listening to this podcast understand that I don't advocate for that in all content. And I never have advocated for that in any content. So, um, and I did want to mention that our static isn't perfect. Like the amount of times that we've failed on Embos recently is six, staggering. seven. Yeah. Like in a row. And we've come really close on some attempts, but sometimes you just have to kind of identify where the strategy itself fails. And that's another failing on my part. Like, I, well, I, I need to put together a strategy that works properly. And it, it kind of works for, for what this dude is like bringing up in this email, though. Like, uh, sometimes I can seem like I know what I'm doing or like I'm some sort of like benevolent, crazy, disembodied voice of a Final Fantasy player who just dictates how this game works in its entirety. But that's not actually true. I'm just as human as the rest of you guys. I just understand what uh, the difference is between being absolutely lazy about your approach to things and actually having some a matter of uh, preparedness when you go to approach anything you do. I feel yeah, the medicine. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. Yeah, go, man. I was just gonna say the medicine thing, especially, is just to take some um, 
responsibility off of the white mage so they can focus on curing. And in this so, case, yeah, the, the rasp and stuff that the mobs put on is particularly dangerous and deadly. You don't need the white mage needing to have to cure because you have a massive DOT on, on top of everything else you have to worry about. So it's actually kind of important for this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you're just trying to increase your chances of success. It doesn't have anything to do with elitism. Yeah. Carrot has Same. swaddled the, uh, the cat. I'll just say Blackie. Blackie has been swaddled because he is fighting with Whitey still, and now he is swaddled and he is not resisting. <laughs> it's not resisting. Yes, yeah, like you see, he succumbed to your efforts. Blackie is not resisting a swaddle, although I do see his literally his tail is in the air, flicking around like a periscope of a submarine. But yeah, you guys shouldn't be looking for a perfect static. You should be looking to perfect the static that you have, and that should always be an ongoing battle. And I'll admit, Fox, I had become very frustrated with the static. It's by the time we were doing embos last time, so that's also partly on me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every everyone's like frustrated, especially when you get like multiple attempts and seeing how well the V10 went, and you know, oh, seeing the V10 was uh, like like freaking glass. It was so smooth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely perfect. And it's funny too because it's not even like a DPS problem or anything like that. It's just literally like the amount of damage that we receive in some situations. Like there can be tweaks that could be done there, but uh, these are the things that you have to identify with with your group if you you think that you know your your static isn't perfect or you have frustrations with it like you shouldn't just like give up on things it's just a matter of identifying that no static is actually perfect um even those people who think they sell things and are really cool merc guys uh they're not they fail a lot actually oh speaking of failing uh it just came to mind i was going to open the episode with this but i never remember anything in my head when i think of it days ago and then it just kind of goes off into the ether here so about that subtle blow thing with uh arabati no oh, arabati no yeah. no it did not work no the dps check was really low on that one um you're just forfeiting too many buffs to make that happen and it just didn't change the tp rate whatsoever pretty much yeah it didn't seem like it like guns are, are a really hard thing to uh to try to limit tp on tp feed they just have such a monstrous delay that they're going to feed just <laughs> massive amounts. Like no matter how much you try to slap on there, I wanted to open yeah, up with that double or triple shot. Yeah, especially with double and triple shot going at the same time. Absolutely. For someone like me who doesn't know the exact TP feed formula for a gun, but know it's based off of the high delay or whatever, is there a way without stopping everything to actually do the math that you could quantify the gap of TP feeding from a weapon versus a gun with triple shot? Oh, I I would honestly have to look at the formula. That's something I would want to prepare like pre-show. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll just like scrap that. just you. Well, you would just really want to have the knowledge that the higher your delay is, the more TP you feed per hit. And what you also want to look at is that you know sometimes weapons have like roughly like a three hundred ish delay, and that that's like an average uh, across like all of like your dual wielders stuff like that. Often, oftentimes it's much lower. But if you think about it in terms like that, where like you have about a three hundred delay, sometimes like a two hundred delay, whatever. Um, guns have almost a thousand delay. They're at like 840. So it'd be fair to say that they give three times the TP and a triple shot going off would be nine times the TP in one attack round. Roughly, yeah. And it's per person. So that, yes. yes. Okay. That, so even with subtle blow, like you're still going to feed quite a bit. It, it, it's a, it's a nice endeavor to try to limit it. And it'd be cool if, if we could get to the point where only, we only need like one range DD doing it because then it may be meaningful enough. But we just found with our group in particular, we just needed the the two people shooting their uh, shooting their balls off in order to to get the thing dead. So okay, so back to the email here, where I, I went and responded here. Um, should I read my response and then 
Because I don't think sure. it's crucial. Okay, so I said, uh, what was your wish to make that Will Smith never be the genie again that we all forget? As for context, yeah, Fox looks at it in that way, and I appreciate that because it helps elevate my play. But yeah, he does take it to another level. I recognize that people benefit more from an inclusive context on uh, to even get in the door or that to the point, though. Uh, if our goal is to help people unlock more of the game for their enjoyment, it can't all be about performing at the highest level. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, then what parts did you not? They said mostly. So if you mostly enjoy, what parts did you not enjoy? And then I put, I just realized you're emailing us from two emails, Abject. Well, I go, I just noticed how you also <laughs> spelled spicy with an I-E. And then I got back, because I figured the way he has Abject's thing there, I'm like, okay, I guess that was a subtle clue that I'm supposed to see Abject. Because at first I didn't even realize, and then I thought that, and then I realized it was wrong. Because I got this here. What? Lol, no. I am a Taru from the Odin server. I just used his avatar because he is the Jesus of email questions, whatever that means. Wow. There's in parentheses, whatever what that title. means. Yeah, yeah, the abject has been elevated to a lawfully post here now. Not that I can blame him for giving that, because he does right. We do have an abject email. We can make this whole thing just about abject's emails. So, <laughs> now for the parts of the podcast I don't enjoy as much. The endings. I think there was a yawn before you called it last episode. Oh, <laughs> fucking excuse me. Is that Ooh. the one that went on for fucking ever, though? Dude, I had done, I had gotten maybe four and a half hours of sleep. I worked for 12 hours, and then I sat down and did a three-hour podcast. So excuse me for yawning. Fucking, oh, you are a blue mage. You got I a yawn. literally spent most of the entirety of a day after not sleeping working or podcasting. So yes, I do get very exhausted. Yeah. That spice is a human being, guys. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a human being. Although I do apologize for... Uh, I'll give you one second in a sec, Eric. How I apologize for how Carrot was supposed to come on and we didn't have any sort of synergy and she just kind of seemed forced in there and the whole episode started <laughs> off on quite the wrong foot. But now we're on the right foot and go, Eric's. No, I was just making jokes. As like usual. Well, well, what's the joke? I like joke, but it's funny joke. I was just saying, since when are you a human being? Oh, I see. I was see. being funny. Anti-joke. Yeah. I'm, ne I'm, never, I'm never funny. In, na that. in Nation of Bulgaria, that is national piss time. Bad joke. Oh, speaking of bad jokes, um, I, I think I told you about uh, having a joke for the podcast the next time I'm on. I just I'm remembered. Waiting. You're going to oh. regret this one. Uh, what's the Shadow Lord's favorite drink? Oh, I'm already regretting it. Well, now, go ahead. What Do you have a guess, Fox? It can't be this delicious black tea that I'm consuming. Oh, I didn't even ask what you're drinking. Is there a party ice? Uh, no, no. It was actually uh, room temperature. It was it was hot tea, and then it uh, I let it cool off a little stevia leaf. No, Eric's. I, I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> stevia leaf. The Apple whole leaf. All Bailey's. Oh, God. one more time, wow, just dude. so I can just one more time on that. What's the Shadow Lord's favorite drink? Castle Wall Bailey's. Uh, yep. Oh yeah. Oh man, that is that is maximum cringy, man. He's got a handle of Thank that. You. I told you you would regret this. Oh god. Okay. Well, so and I. Why couldn't we get rid of you and keep Carrot? See, I told you. Shouldn't have invited me. I just told Carrot the joke and she's just shaking her head. Yes. Yes. I've done it. Uh, so at any rate here. 
So I think there was a yawn before you called it last episode. It's like the episode was done with you before you were done with the episode. And since it's an inanimate object of an ever-flowing discussion, it's not like it can be done with me. Uh, I mean, in all fairness, it was like, what, three three hours long, three uh, and a half hours long? It, it, it got to the point at the end where it's like you, you got to pull the ripcord but don't know how to pull it. That's the case every time. That, if you, they've listened for a while, that should be evident that's always the case. Yeah. That seemed to be why I listened to the podcast more than what uh, that seemed to be. I guess he meant to say he said why. I guess he's meant to say that that's the case uh, more than once. It just ends. It's like, yeah, that that's yeah. It's not a scripted where you can wind down with like a cliffhanger till the next episode here or something. There's no there's no build up to the next episode we haven't decided on. Next week on what the fucking Vanadeal on the next what episode of DBUTF. Got to, you got to add some outro music. We do have the outro song. It's just the ending of the intro song. <laughs> oh. Well, I haven't listened to the recent episodes. So uh, I guess I'm listening to what, what's that sound? Is it Eric's not listening? Indeed. Yeah. I mean, you aren't respecting me, so what do you expect? <sighs> you know, we're, we didn't respect, you know, this Taru from Odin here either. There wasn't a name given, so I, I don't know. I don't want to call them their email name because that looks like a real name, so... Anyway, let's see. When older content is dismissed as irrelevant, like Omen or Ryzenjima Helm, most of the players I know are running that and still need to focus on the mechanics to clear it. It sounds like the, quote, only do V1 VD, end quote, meme. Last episode, this was addressed by both of you, but most episodes, it's just talked about, like, trivial content. And, well, that's because fucking Ambuscade is trivial content that's existed for many years. And if you can't do it on Volume 1 VD, then do it on something easier, because it's trivial. Yeah, we're only stronger now with arguably more accessible gear. Yeah, the, the difference is gear. So if you're doing the same strategy with more gear as opposed to less, it's trivial. It's just that you don't have the gear to do the lifting to make it trivial. It's not, it's, it's not not trivial because you're struggling to do the damage or to hold yourself together for Volume 1 VD. If you're doing Define, nothing has changed. In fact, in most situations, it's just the the market increase in magic evasion that we have access to now, provided you you know use your toggles, um, <laughs> and then that way, when that's equipped, it trivializes a lot of the fights. Like I remember this six mamul fight that's going on right now in Ambuscade. Um, I remember having to having to actually care about like having to play guitar hero for bar spells sometimes, like if red mage got resisted and stuff, making sure that you get the bar spells off like in sequence of like all the things casting. Like and that, that's like an intense day. I, I play white mage a lot. And, um, <laughs> right. But it, well, I never talk about it though. So I figured I, I would say that, Hey, I play white mage. I'm used to this stuff. Um, but I had to do that during the last VD ambuscade of, of the mumbles and stuff. And now people have so much magic evasion in their sets that you can survive most of that stuff. Even if the white mage doesn't necessarily get like all the bar spells off, for example, um, a lot of times you can end up having to like cure someone removing status effects from the red mage if blink didn't absorb, you know, their, their aids that they throw on you, you know, that sort of thing. There's, there's basically a lot more room for forgiveness that exists now because we have access to such easy to acquire gear. Yeah. What my static did for that fight is just uh stack Skurzo and, um, earthen armor and you don't yeah. need the uh, bar spells at that point. As long as you wear some DT, you should be fine for most of the time. And see, that's just... that's the whole point, is if all it takes is wearing the gear you normally wear and having two buffs on that you don't normally always have on, yes, it is trivial. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not trivial, it just means you understand it. But yes, the point would be you're not helping us understand it. But at the same time, we don't focus on making you understand Ambuscade in this podcast. We've talked about Ambuscade, but it's never been a, a focus of, 
okay, everyone, it's not a logical video or something where we're going to detail it out to you or something in an instructional. We, we cover points of mechanics and topics as understanding in general for the game. It's not always... I like to get specific because I think it's important for people to get that specific information, but we're not here as a roaming guide of any of your possible needs. So yeah, it's not going to fit you perfectly, but the whole point is to equip you to make those decisions, not to give you, you know, the the Game Freak uh, Game Boy Power Pokemon Red book here, where you're going to know exactly where every trainer is and exactly what Pokemon they have. You know, you're not getting that. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's empowering people to make better decisions about their playstyle. It's not about getting people like an R15 Rima or or to make sure their static is only full of people who have like all the best react or whatever. Like that, it, that's never what it's been about. So I just wanted to make sure I clarified that. And that's the reason I'm apologizing is that clearly I haven't gotten that point across well enough. Well, I don't think so. I, I, I got annoyed here at the R15 thing because that has been the one thing, especially you said it multiple times, if not more than myself, is you don't need R15 guys. And you, you kind of laugh at it because it's silly, but it is. So if that hasn't been understood, then clearly there's a, a failure of the person to listen, which is why they're having trouble otherwise. I mean, I can't, I don't know if they're having trouble otherwise, but it sounds like their friends are at least here. Because yes, uh, it goes into here. Last me, lastly, my wish would, uh, my wish, I would like to know your preferred strat for Zerd. So it's, I always have trouble reading sentences that do not flow whatsoever. Lastly, my wish, I would like to know your preferred strat for Zerd. So for my last wish, I would like to know your preferred strategy for Zerd, and that's honestly just magic damage. So if it's back in yeah. the day, it would be Black Mage's magic bursting with a Scholar and Summoner's one hour, in which you can still do. You can still Conduit kill it with Summoner, or you could use um, Corsair's Latin Salute and Wildfire, whatever kind of spamming. Or yeah. uh, you could use Farsha and kill it with the proper, you know, I mean, if, if someone says you can kill it with Farsha Cloud Splitter spam... Obviously, that means you're going to bring a Geomancer to do a malaise and acumen, and obviously you're going yep. to have something set up for that, Threnody maybe, or anything. I mean, it's not... You should understand what that means. If you need an exact setup and group strategy, you don't typically ever get that ever on this podcast, but the content's been around for, what, four years? Five years? I, there's plenty of strategies and videos people have put out, which are what any of us used to decide what to do. So if you have a better understanding from everything we talk about, and you look at any information out there, since we're not going to hand it to you, which might be the complaint in the first place. And I'm being harsh now, because in the pre-show, Fox, you were the harsh one. And I was like, well... But no, the R15 yeah. thing alone pissed me off. Because it's it's like, if you don't understand it, then why are you griping? Because that's clearly your fault, not our fault. But I, I, have, I can accept that we could be more inclusive, and I do try to make us more inclusive. But what the fuck? As far as my preferred strat for Zerd, um, I prefer to kick the Nirvana summoners out of the party and get the Grey Oveolar summoners that have good augments because they're going to do more damage with their <laughs> magic bursts. But it's R15, Nirvana. Well, I'm, I'm glad that they have that lock style, but hopefully it's only a lock style. I prefer My preferred strat for Zerd is to approach it with the competent people who have researched the fight in advance. Um, I've cleared it with the Cloud Splitter strategy. Um, I've cleared it with... Uh, with um, the the summoner method, I've never done the skill chain strategy, but I you know that's a thing. Samurais can do it. Ejin has a video. Might oh. be up your alley. No, 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 no. Ejin doesn't got shit. So we subscribe to Zola as our third subscription on the YouTube for anyone who watches our YouTube stuff now, since we have some fights there besides just the podcast. Uh, Zola has a thing there with two corsairs just absolutely destroying, <laughs> just destroying Zerd. So as long as you stun Zerd, 
as soon as you pop him, I mean, you shouldn't, that's on the wiki page, I know it is, so I shouldn't have to say stun Zerd. But as long as you stun Zerd, uh, the, having two buffed up Corsairs, R15, of course, uh, just in general, it doesn't have to be R15, uh, should just destroy the mob because the gear that's been introduced in the last four or five years and augments and things absolutely should destroy that magically if you're skill chaining especially. So, uh, I, I mean... Actually, the last time that we did a um, the, the Cloud Splitter Zerd thing, uh, that was the most recent Zerd that I had cleared. Uh, just, just desserts went off and we killed him anyway. If you're killing him fast enough, yeah. Yeah, like you just make sure. In fact, because the avatars aren't getting melted by all that drown and stuff, um, it can be a lot more stable if you're having that issue with the stunner to just try to make sure you go in with enough, you know, healing magic and you know that that kind of backup to be able to just like force your way through it. Um, it's not ignoring the content, the mechanics of the fight or anything like that. Like I guess you could just make sure you have all your stun openings proper, but you have to be able to deal with the mobs should you know the worst case actually happen. And um, the fact of the matter is, real players, not pets, are going to be a lot more hardy against that as long as they're geared to be able to do the magic damage appropriately and everyone brought the right party composition in order to actually maximize that kind of damage. A summoner and a geo, a good both of them, could duo this fight with trust. All it takes is uh, stunning the first just desserts and then conduiting. I mean, there's a video of that being done one of the, the puppet master we have subscribed to, the one that did the Shah and everything, they have a video of, I think it was Summoner and Geo just dueling it, and it was like the one-person duel boxing. So that's definitely, I, I obviously, yes, the whole point is that the pet will die, and it's an easy, it is an instant loss that pretty much that happens, and it's not an instant loss with actual players. But if that, if it's that trivial for someone to duel box it with two jobs, then yes, it is trivial. You're just not to the point of making it trivial. It doesn't change the fact that it's yeah. trivial. When it first came out, it was not, and it wasn't for quite a long time. But even then, as long as you stunned it and had the right group there, he was certainly easier than Vinapod and other mobs, even to this day still. so. And nobody should feel bad if the content isn't trivial either. And I, that's part of the, um, the, the, the community outlook on a lot of these things that, that I also want to help dispel is that these people feel bad. Yeah, people feel bad when they can't like clear this stuff and it's like, oh man, you know, they made it sound so easy. And you know, from my standpoint, it is, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you should be looked down on or anything because you can't clear a Zerd or something stupid. And not that I'm assuming that that's the case. Um but people just kind of need to get over that. Like like you fail, everyone has like different points that they're at in this game. And you know, it's 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 an old game. Like there's a lot of different starting points. A lot of people are returning from different places. Like, just, just don't feel bad about it. Just ask questions and approach things properly. Like, Eric's, you came over for the um, the transfer recently to get the cheap Nayame because it was, like, 6 mil per piece cheaper than your server, right? 5 mil cheaper? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and you needed the win when you got here, so for Bumba to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. So you didn't feel bad that you didn't have it, right? Because you're reasonable and don't get dragged around by your ego and can accept that not having something doesn't mean you're a terrible, weak, horrible piece of trash player, right? I mean, it was an afterthought. I didn't even think about Nyame before I came over to Shore. It was just to buy some stuff for my static, since uh, Shiva is understocked, usually. But, uh, well, I shot my shot with you guys, and you were kind enough to help me, so it worked out. Well, yeah. I have a soft spot for you, obviously, but... Obviously. The, the point the is, soft is, you can spot. You, you can't assume that everyone's going to have everything, though. Like, And, yeah, maybe me going off on that tangent there sounded a bit diminutive to anyone who is not to the point where they can say it's trivial, but it's not. As long as you're not being fucking 
sensitive about it instead of being more offensive. As long as you're not being sensitive about it and you're able to actually admit to yourself as a person that, hey, I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. doesn't mean you're trash. And no, we've never called anyone trash like that here. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, look at our Zevioso video, for example. Like, we put out a V15 video for that. Um, I'm the dancer main healing that party, and I'm wearing Malignance, and I'm using the Acronica and the Galetti's knife. Like, none of that's Arima. None of that's anything that's actually particularly special. Um, it might cost about 8 mil in total to get to that point, not including my accessories and other stuff. Like, nothing nothing that I ever suggest in here is ever anything that's, like, crazier out there. It's just, you know, go get the stuff that's, like, the base requirement for what you need to do to get the content handled. I mean, I'm not even master on Dancer. Well, I think, aren't you now? I think the important thing to note is that, uh, like, we as players, we like to discuss current things and not things from, like, years ago. So all, this, all the Odyssey stuff or current gear is more in our minds than, well, or Ambuscade yeah. or Helms or whatever. That's a good point, man. Um, so that, that can... all... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that that's a good point as all. Well. Yeah, so so the point is that uh, what we would like to, well, you guys would like to include all the newer players who are, haven't gotten to that point yet. You can't just keep talking about stuff that has already been talked about for years. God, God knows how long. Even even if you would like to, it just isn't interesting to uh, a lot of the player base these days. So. Can we go off on a minor tangent here before getting to the abject email here? Because when you said you played <laughs> Dancer for the Zevioso. So Simon says in our last YouTube video, his third comment here was, Three, I don't think you can really replace White Mage with Dancer or anything serious. And that's coming from an in-game experience, not sheets, end parenthesis. But you can probably, oh. you also had a little tongue out of mouth face. So it's, you know, it's, I can appreciate the humor, the light heart. I got it, tongue in cheek. That's good. But you can probably make a good synergy with some off-healer like Scholar, Blue, Red Mage, and together you could probably make this work out for most stuff. But it's like, I don't know about that, because Zevioso, that was pretty much all Dancer. Yeah. I mean, Abject was there carrying, I'm sure, right? So I guess that's not... Yes, he was. Yeah, but still. He wasn't like he was... It wasn't like it was a half-and-half half there. It was maybe like a, uh, what, an 85-15, or, or when I was on Blue Mage, it was like yeah, a 90-10. I did almost no damage during that fight. I, I think I did like a, just a couple, just a handful of uh, climactic Rudras. It was just like Aldragoon, basically. I think some eviscerations for blue proc mostly was what it was. Yeah, yeah. I actually tried sure uh, Dancer on CV also as well, and I did DD. I actually did pretty well. I kept up with the uh, um, Shining One Warrior, giving him Haste Samba. But nice. uh, I was pretty squishy. Whenever I weapon skilled, I got very close to dying. And I always had to hold off on doing anything whenever the weakness hit, because uh, I don't have uh, Niyama yet weapon skill in DT. And, oh, gotcha. yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I turtled up. Um, I was in fan dance for most of it, and um, I actually pulled quite a bit of hate with uh, with the cures. Like I, I tanked mean, a lot of that fight. A lot of the damage is magical, isn't it? So uh, yeah, fan dance yeah. is just physical. Wouldn't do as much as you would like to. Yeah, it was also for the um the waltz potency stuff, or not the waltz potency, but the waltz uh the waltz effects and stuff. Yeah, the recast thing, that mm -hmm. makes sense. But I had to give haste uh, samba to the warrior, so it wasn't an option for me. But still, that makes sense. It's yeah. still good synergy. You can still do most of the same without losing your samba, which you're there for the warrior in this case. So I mean, yeah, I mean that's perfect job synergy. Yeah, dancer provides so many good debuffs from that fight, especially the crit def uh, crit evasion down. Yep. Uh, 
you don't even need rogues roll at that point. We've always so chaos. We've always, or at least I've always gushed about how I want to like play dancer, but I don't have the time. And I mean, I mean, there was SE talking about raising the inventory recently. We can get on about, but uh, I don't have the time <laughs> or inventory to make dancer happen. But if anything, Odyssey has made dancer this great sort of uh, unique situation it's in, where it fills in a healing, a debuffing. Of buffing with jobs that don't have Hasso now that need that extra JAs. It's in a it's in a May situation right now, just like Beastmaster is in there, where it's getting a lot of love because of how great it fits into the the strategies and and how it's you know extra buffs that you weren't using before are now your only option in some cases. And it's a shame that Beastmaster. It's not a shame it's getting more attention, but it's a shame that Beastmaster is getting more attention and Dancer is not because Dancer, if anything, right now is in a great position to get a lot of love it deserves. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of uh, fencer shenanigans going on, and specifically with warriors, like you said. Um, warriors, um, just people not being able to dual wield. Like your Corsairs need that haste also because they're single wielding in these boss fights. Um, that sort of deal. And because and Dancer doesn't get nagling. It. So therefore, no nagling, no no use to anyone. I think if Dancer had nagling, this wouldn't even be the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Although um, Dancer supporting war is also fun because warrior can weapon skill on a lot of uh, Shakpada gear. And also, I'm, I've been told by a PhD friend that it's uh, called Shakpada, not Sakpada. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, uh, so Warrior can weapon skill on Shakpada and retain a decent amount of DT, which is very nice for fights like Stevioso, for example. So the Warrior um, goes boom, Shakapada, Pada, Pada, boom, Shakapada, Pada. Oh, yeah. Pada. Ugh. Car- sure Carrots give me a look. The fuck is wrong with you? Carrot's always giving you a look, man. Uh, mostly disgust. Yes, yes. I'm gonna get swaddled next. Sweet. I mean, swaddle. That sounds swaddle. So, anything else before we get on to the theatric email? No, I think we beat this one into the ground. Honestly. Yeah. Watch out. We're gonna lose another subscriber. I just That's hope they take what we have to say with, you know. With the the intention of building on them as as it's actually intended to do, like I am hugely cynical about a lot of these things because I have to answer these same question over and over and over again most of the time, and a lot of times a lot of people just miss the point. Like I remember that feedback from that one that one video where someone was upset because I said some stuff about how Red Mage has like better potency than most of the gear sets out there, and they're just like, "Well, why didn't you just give me the gear set?" And that just oh, missed yeah, the that's point right. completely. That's right. They yeah, they, they just missed the point completely. The, the The point is, is for you to learn how to play your job, not for me to just hand out gear sets for you to just not understand where and when to apply them. Fox, and that's that's the biggest thing people need to fix. Fox is the very definition of not giving a person a fish and hitting them a fishing rod. That is the even offline. That is the utmost. Uh, of yeah. your character that I always pick up is that you are absolutely, uh, I'm going to teach you how to do it. I'm not going to hand it to you. Absolutely. Um, teaching people how to do it would just make the experience of this game just a lot better in general. In fact, I would have a lot more faith in pug groups if uh, if more people will start picking up that sort of approach to things. For a pug, for me, most often, sometimes it works out, but most often for me, it's a time to show up and have to be more than I usually am. And even though I expect to lose, I get to at least have some fun. Although you do get tired of losing. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Captain Aesthetics too, man. But yeah, I guess we <laughs> the, the abject email. Jeez, did someone get the, the name of that cloud that just passed over me? There's so much shade right now. Brutal. Okay. It's a group effort. It's devastating. So Eric's could read one of these things too. I think he's due since he's here to read one of them. It should be in the. I can't. I can't read. I have no education. 
<laughs> I thought everyone in Germany gets an education. Well, I rejected mine. Oh, um, which one is the object? That was the second the... one. So the, the muffins one? Yes, uh, you can read the title as well. Oh boy. Are muffins better when you put nuts in them? No. I think Thank they you. might be. I'm not a big fan of nuts. I eat them, but not a fan. All right, uh, dear spicy fox carrot, during these trying times and given the situation in Yugoslavia, I find I have more and more time to randomly sit there during the day, at least once a day, for a minute or two and just let my brain process the whole world being on metaphorical fire with pandemics and personal issues building up to where my cup almost runneth over with issues that are anxiety-inducing and make me want to find a nice quiet place such as a forest or quiet room or roof, rooftop, and just let out a primal scream or curse word. But then I remember I'm the product of millions of years of evolution and a fighter. I may not be getting that promotion at work or even the recognition I feel I should be getting, but screw them. I know I'm a badass. I was a faster from the sack to the egg when I could have could have just been some stain on, on a mattress. So bring it on, <laughs> the world. Fuck? Yeah, what the fuck indeed. Or in Vanadil, anyway. So bring it on, world. I get knocked down, but, it just, uh, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. Yeah, because sometimes you just have to sigh and act like a llama t- tied to a log flooding down, down a river toward a waterfall and just say, bring it on. That's an Emperor's New Groove reference? What? Well, this entire email is um, a thing. <laughs> That's to put it. I think you reading the intro there before. There's three points still to read here because it says now on to the point. Answer me these questions three, which I oh think boy. the last. Yeah, email. that was just the preface. Yeah. Oh boy. One was... for Bard songs. Do the Threnody songs stack with Red Mage Frazzle? Also, could you use the Threnody songs like Ninja Wheel? That is uh, using one Threnody to help another Threnody to land to eventually help you land that one debuff debuff song that's being resisted. Yes. Also, also too, Yugoslavia ended in like '91. It's not been a country for literally 30 years. <laughs> so, I think that's a joke. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I know is that well, I, I know a tiny bit about Yugoslavia, but it existed from World War One until '91, essentially. So, there's you could argue about timelines there, but it's only. I mean, that's whatever. So yes. Should I elaborate, or do you guys? Well, I, I think you're in a better geographical position to explain Yugoslavia, but I don't think we have to. Oh, I was talking about the question. Oh, the... oh, yes, the question. Yes, I, I thought <laughs> Fox was going to eventually say yes. You can use one threnody to land another threnody, but honestly, I think Eric has this one. Yep, yep. I've already go for quite it. a bit. Yep, go for it. Well, basically, the point is, threnodies are also elemental, and they reduce elemental resistances, so you can use them to help land each other. And Red Mage Frazzle is just plain magic evasion down, so it should stack with everything, as far as we know. Yes, because it's its own individual status, like distract is an evasion down, yeah. but it doesn't it conflicts with other evasion downs. Yeah, so you can stack Thranities and Frazzle. On to the next question. Wow, that's the efficiency of this right now. If only we had Eric's around normally, he could just cut to these emails in five minutes instead of five hours. Yeah, I'm screw my long, you know. long-winded answers. Yeah, I thought I, have I a was. Reputation to uphold. <laughs> Don't fool them all. Oh yeah. Anyway, with white mage spells such as Bar, Bar Paralyzra and Barbara Lazara, 
are tied together and using them together increases your chance of you avoiding the effects of paralyze. So you have trouble reading it too because he's all over the place when he writes this. Not only is it a run-on oh, yeah. sentence, but it's a, it's it's yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually having trouble parsing these questions sometimes, but well, it's hard yeah. enough as it is without saying increases your chance you avoiding the effects of paralyze. Well, let's not try to shit too much on uh, these emails. I just get through this. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I guess that doesn't encourage people to email when we we kind of no. yeah. But still, besides, it's hard to read. Besides, as far as uh, things that are hard to read go, we still have that one thread to cover. Whoa. Oh yeah. Oh, oh one, yeah. That took me two threads. Yeah, but only one was hard to read. Anyway, um, my question: on This is while while Barbazara helps you avoid the element and status effect. Does Bar Paralyzer work in the same way, giving you some elemental magic evasion plus the status evasion, or is it just a selfish bish of a spell that only gives evasion to the status effect? What is a selfish bish of a spell? A uh, um, single-use spell, I guess, is the point. So you, I, I, th I think he means does it only do like the one thing? Yeah, like, is it the yeah. one trick pony? Yeah, okay. Uh, so I think Eric's has all these, so we'll just let you go on because you know the answer to this one too. I mean, yeah, basically, Barb Lazaro and all the other elemental bar spells give you uh, magic evasion towards that spell, uh, towards that element. And as we recently found out, thanks to Martellus, that uh, it's a separate thing to regular magic evasion. So you gotta stack both if you want to break your limits. And uh, Bar Paralyzra is sort of a resist trait towards that status effect. So it doesn't directly affect magic evasion, it just gives you a chance to resist that. It's a separate check. Yeah. yeah. It's like your uh, your traits that come standard on your job. Um, like if you ever go into your, your trait list, like Red Mage, for example, gets Resist Petrify for some reason. So it has a higher resistance against that. And, like you have uh, to exactly what these not do. evade before guard or parry goes off. Yeah, there's a there's an order in which the game applies checks to things on whether or not you resist them. If it's easier to understand it as a melee perspective, uh, think of bar spell as your evasion, and when that fails to stop it completely, then you have the chance to parry your guard, or, I mean, counter. But anyway, yeah. Actually raises an interesting question. Do, do bar spells uh, like that stack with innate resist traits, or are they replace it? Uh, do they replace it? That's actually there's... a very good question. There's actually very little testing done on on any of that, like how those traits. It's also really hard to test. Well, would it, would it actually change anything? Because unless it's another check on top of it, actually, we should know that answer because um, when you have the resist trait proc, it says resist with the exclamation yep. mark, and when you have just bar paralyzer up, if you resist it, you don't get that message. So unless you don't get that message, and it's the same effect as having that message in the same check, essentially, is what I mean then we should know based on the messaging that it's calculated differently because it has a separate message. But exactly. otherwise, it should probably not change much. Yeah, there's just, I I guess I could dig deeper for it, but I haven't seen much much testing or re-verification on it. Let's um, get Martell so on not, that. Not recently. Yeah, I should just mention it in passing to Martell so he, he compulsively would, does it. He would get on that, like, white on rice. The poor bastard. I picture Martell as, like, a guy that would own a library of information. Like, if he had Alexandria, he'd be the steward of it. <laughs> number three number three due to spidey sees adamant refusal to make a sombrero chip hat what uh <laughs> would a sweet potato pie be a better choice for a nice thursday night supper or something more like a sticky coffee pudding a uh, sticky toffee pudding be better also since the last email have you ha 
have you have the chance to personally compare a traditional English breakfast to a traditional American breakfast? <laughs> P.S. What topping would you suggest for sweet potato pie? Uh, whipped cream. Find abject with love. Uh, have you have... Oh, boy. I love you stumbling on that because I would be stumbling on it, too. It's just better when you do it. Well, thank you. I expect to be paid at the end of this. <laughs> you should be. Well, unfortunately, this is not um, other podcasts where there's ads to pay for you. So you were on no commission. Wait, what? I'm out. Fuck you guys. Oh, later. So, that's how we lost Eric's. Yeah. <laughs> so the sombrero chip hat. How this happened was we were doing uh, an Odyssey static and binging with Babish, a amazing, great, entertaining slash informative, but also mostly entertaining before informative cooking YouTube channel has this video on the sombrero chip hat and abject mentioned it in passing. And I go, yeah, I saw that, but I haven't watched it. And he decided to get obsessed with the idea of me making it. So he brought it up like what day after day for like three days or just he kept coming up right fox yeah it was like it was like a vision he had for you yes like, like he determined in his mind i'm coming down from the mountain with the tablets with a sombrero chip hat on top of them so good and and he was determined he goes you have to make the chip hat bro you just i'm like no 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 he's like well you got to do it no you have to and it's no so i guess now he has finally accepted that i will not be making a sombrero chip hat which was like I didn't watch the video, but I watched the thumbnail for five seconds before any of this had even come into being. And it has like a thing of guacamole with chips. And it's like, it literally is like the close to the approximate size, maybe 75% of a actual sombrero in size with like just chips and guacamole and shit. And I told him, no, there's no reason to make this. I'm not, I don't know. But he, he's determined. So now to sweet potato pie is our new thing. And I am not an expert in sweet potato pie, but perhaps one of you two could fill in the gaps. I don't think that's going to be an Eric's thing either, so let's hope that Fox... I've only had it at restaurants, and honestly it's it's not even necessarily like a strictly whipped topping, like uh, like sour... or it's not like whipped sour cream or anything. It's almost like it's sour cream mixed with other parts of the sweet potato pie, like whipped together to make the topping. I've like only had at like Thanksgiving gatherings because I guess I'm the closest geographically to the region that would be more known, more known for sweet potato pie. But as, oh, I've just had it with whipped cream on top. But I imagine creme fraiche could be a thing. Yeah, I've never had it personally. And you're not missing much. Essentially, you take a sweet potato, or as Americans sometimes mistakenly call it, a yam, yam which is yeah. very. A yam looks like you ripped a root out of the ground somewhere. A sweet potato looks like a like orange potato. So they're very different, very different. Anyway, uh, you basically just mix that with, like, if you turned a normal potato into a sweet pie, Eric's, which might sound something appealing to you, I'm not sure. But if you did that with a different flavor, that's more, a sweet potato is more assertive and less, it's starchy, but it's not like purely starch tasting like a normal potato. So if you did yeah, that, I've you can make it into a pie. I've eaten sweet potatoes before, just not a pie. Made yeah. So you can at least imagine a sweet potato like mixed with brown sugar and shit into a pie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I mean, I've mostly cooked them in stews, so it's more I'm familiar with them in a savory context, but not in a pie context. I think the main part of of this part of the email, though, is is that he's talking about this being like a Thursday night supper, and I don't think I could ever have something <laughs> sweet as a supper. Like I couldn't eat a sweet potato pie for supper, and I couldn't eat a sticky toffee pudding for supper either, because I would want some kind of like savory dish for dinner. If you were stoned. Um, 
I mean, I guess, <laughs> but I, who's going to bake a sweet potato pie when they're stoned? No, seriously, Abject. let us know. Provide feedback to the show because I would want to know how that how that turned out for you. I'm sure he'll email actually, us again. I actually have a friend who would do that. Ow. He loves making, uh, baking and cooking the weirdest shit while he's stoned. Well, <laughs> yeah. But Abject's, yeah, Abject would get stoned and do that. Well, I guess I should uh, connect the two of them. There you go. I personally have not been able to compare a traditional English breakfast to a traditional American breakfast since the last time we answered this. I don't think you'll have to push them together too hard. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so, I yes, I, I think also, Fox, could you, for anyone who never heard, could you tell us about the English Breakfast Society one last time? Oh, God, let me pull up the website. Okay, a moment of silence for the website being pulled up. I don't have the strongest typing skills. That's okay. We don't have any good skills here. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're in good company. I think this has been a very good episode so far. Maybe, we... maybe Fox has been writing all of these emails. <laughs> <laughs> I just literally am all of these different people. Fox has a pseudonym for every email here. First, he's Ataru from Odin. My mind has become fractured. Oh, also, while you're doing that, let me pull up the other email. The guy had responded and said that he's convinced you were someone he knew and you were not, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a picture of so, Frodo, which is also worse because I am not a Lord of the I mean, it's all right, but I'm not a Lord of the Rings movie fan. So all you have to do is Google search the English Breakfast Society and the you'll EBS. get their website. It should be their first result. Uh, once there, you can hover over the Society tab and you know click on About Us. And what is the English Breakfast Society? Well, the EBS is a, uh, a learned society of fellows dedicated to tradition and heritage of the full English breakfast. And it goes on and on about this. So, yes, last time here, after responding to that one, it was the Paladin thing. Remember that one? With the. Uh, I think so. Yeah. It was um, Martel sets and the AM3 thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. How could we forget? So, uh, they said, thanks for taking the time to respond to what I'm sure is a pretty common and mundane question for you guys. Appreciate the advice. And I'm definitely going to be looking at my Paladin sets again, which is good. At least we've accomplished the, hopefully. Yeah providing some insight in whatever dysfunctional way we do. But P.S., I'm convinced that Fox is secretly someone I used I used to at with on Sif, Sylph because they sound exactly the same, but I'll let you keep your secrets. I have one of those voices. That's what people have told me. Uh, to I have never, never been to Sylph. Uh, I was Diablos and then Hades uh, and then like Titan and then Azura. Like I've I've been to many servers on the H and M quest, um, but I have never been so. So you you're never used to not very selfish. What's that, Eric? So you're saying you're not very selfish? Not very, not very selfish. selfish. No, yes. I am not very selfish. Who would want to be selfish? I know, right? But they did have the record of having like protected the candy, the uh, astral candescence for the longest time, up until like what? 2011? Up until it was even more trivial than it was. Ooh, trivial. Ooh. It was so, they only lost because it was so trivial no one cared to show up. Yeah, it's like Azura and Domain Invasions. That's yeah. where they're having trouble with the Helms on Amiscade. Nobody's showing up. <laughs> I mean, that, actually, that actually would help, yeah. Double, uh, right. what is it? Double, what are they called? Uh, the double status effect things. The Everseal thingies that enhance... Not for, I guess it's not Everseal is for fighting domain. Force seal is the Atma thing. What's the Atma site equivalent? It's 
It's just literally Atmas? I guess whatever. No, no, the Atmas, Atmas are like the Vorsios. Anyway, um, I guess they're not really equivalent. Nonetheless, so let's move on here because we don't need to get lost or I don't need to get stuck in the mud of whatever the double effect of stats is in uh, Esha. But do we want to talk about the worst threat of the week? Because I feel like we just have to get that out of the way. Okay, so what did we settle on defining as the worst threat of the week? Oh, no, no, no. The other one is asshole of the week. This one is worst threat of the week. I feel like it's the best threat of the week. Well. I mean, the best entertainment ever. So. Okay, so the, the asshole of the week is that Ellis recruitment guy, right? No, that, no, 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 no. Oh, you're you're no, backwards. No, you're okay. thinking the shield, the shield guy is the worst threat of the week. Is the shield guy oh, is the man. asshole. God damn it, you're confusing me now. The shield guy is the asshole of the week. The worst threat of the week is the best threat of the week in Eric's mind is the Memoria LS recruiting slash test U, the letter U, on NM before join. Oh, man. Yes. How could yeah, we not okay. mention this? Asshole of the week. The one where Big Lovin posted Godzilla had a stroke trying to read this and fucking died. <laughs> okay, we'll handle the, the the shield question that was on Reddit that, uh, that you and Eric's replied to. Oh, I, I thought we wanted to do the worst thread first to get out of the, out of the way. Okay. Yeah. So does anyone have anything to say about this besides, of course, it's on Asura? Of course it's on Asura. So, I'm pretty sure this is like some sort of RMT effort. I don't know. It's Asura Aragon is the guy who had posted. I didn't realize when this thread was happening the guy had been on BG's wiki first posting these kind of things that were so incoherently rambling when I saw them, I erased it and undid the pages he had edited as removing gibberish. But I only realized like four pages in, days into this thread, that this was the same guy who had posted... I I, I had to pull it up, but it was just incoherent. So this is a... This is a thread about a dude who wanted to recruit people for his LS, apparently. Um, Props for trying. Proofread. Or type. He actually went back to his original post on this, too, and he changed it to just that his LS is not recruiting. (laughs) (laughs) After kicking people, he recruited. Yeah, but it's still immortalized and people quoting him later. So, I mean, just make sure you traverse the the thread for this. If you ever want to. It was on Genbu, I think. Let's see. I think the original post was quoted several times anyway, so everything oh, yeah. is preserved. Oh, it's it's preserved wonderfully. In fact, Actually, it's preserved by himself. Yeah, I was about to say he just quoted himself and didn't erase it. So, so enjoy. This is the guy who on the Genbu page, the talk page on BG for Genbu, which is the Esha one, of course, uh, had put four different strategies for beating Genbu, and this is what he had put. One, easy way and safety to kill Genbu and Esha. Paladin Sam or any heavy DD support job and trust healer support job or full PT. Two, Paladin Scholar makes skill chain, mages damages. Three, pet PT, pup beast summoner randoms. Four, solo DD, maybe take long time with two hour and maybe fail again. Aragon. You know, those, uh, that spelling reminds me of that one infamous video um, where the person reads a bunch of, um, I think, Quora questions or something. Oh, God. Like, can can you get Pargnet? Oh, Gregnet. Can get Gregante. Gregante. Yeah, that's what reminded me of. Yes, that was, that was Yahoo answers. Oh, Yahoo? Wow. Yes. 
which was recently shut down, so a moment of silence for Yahoo Answers. And that's all the silence it deserves. Yeah. Okay, so... Essentially, this turned into everyone in the world who could read Auction House making fun of this guy. People who don't post. This guy had 20 posts before, like, during this, so he, people just with no posts. This guy had, like, st- like three posts before he started coming in here with Al Bundy with the amazing... If anyone's watched Married with Children, he's holding the sign up says, shoot me $12. <laughs> you know, if this guy wasn't trolling, I actually feel kind of bad for him since everybody did follow him in return yeah galakar three total posts all of which were in this thread so you know it's really good when people are motivated to post who have never posted before right just the the criteria we we tested on on nm before join in raisin jima you most be access all areas and fights all jobs can join link shell okay that's fair uh if you end game only okay (laughs) <laughs> if you DD, most be have Rima. Okay. If you support job, most be have good gears. It's informative. Um, if you <laughs> pet jobs, most be have good gears. And we've got a group of pets in LS. Good for you, pups and summons. Summoners. Um, what I want to put specific note of is that weave actually has the appropriate apostrophe between we and ve as in uh, the conjunction of we have um whereas the rest of this is, is spelled like someone within the last couple of years trying to go through video school um is texting it on their phone um it's pretty great do you want to uh, know it, do you want to know why this wins as something because it was the only possible way to reboot the one of the greatest 11 memes of all time that yeah, yeah. is 20 damage for the hit like 30 damage if a ranger shoots no dragoon for party camp spot site with 30 damage but is it for like is it for 20 like 30 damage when you know hit be it for dd for 30 damage instead or half is 10 for 20 damage which is my you favorite could, one yes is my favorite of all time i think because i can't think of anything better than it but that was intentionally bad this doesn't seem like it's intentionally trying to reboot that meme, but ends up being it. So this actually would surpass the original meme by not trying to be a meme. Yeah, unintentional humor is always the best. All just that and like all the resulting screenshots of the people like following oh, yes. them to do this stuff are just amazing. Meep deserves like, credit here for the good job, you super veteran. <laughs> Everything is a letter you know that Meep. Back in the this, this dude like doing the test he intends to have put on other people first and then having other people like do the test or whatever especially for like the tank thing he goes and pulls like 10 Ryzen Gmo hubs on his paladin tigers of course yeah I, I don't know man like yeah I it, love that he died to chrome dub on paladin and everyone failed the test because he died with O-Chain on instead of Aegis how yeah which leads us into that thread eventually of asshole of the week Right, right. Yeah, if he had his Aegis on, then there's no reason that, that he would have been dead. Well, it's clearly because Aegis is the best shield in the game and blocks the most damage, of course. Of course, of course. Of course. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, I thought we were the assholes of the week. No, well, well. Even Usually. When, you know it's great when Blue Spoons gets in here and says, Why waste time, say lot word, when few word do trick? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm just I still marvel at the weave contraction that's in here the the we apostrophe <laughs> be like that exists in here like amongst all other punctuation and misspellings and and incorrect grammar and all that like they've mastered weave 
I'm upset that Meep got kicked from the link shell after passing the test. I really yeah. wonder what he actually did. But if he was just trolling all the, all the time and then uh, got kicked for what he said. And it was or great too because the, the memes in here too with when he's dead at Crumb Dub it has the, the snake meme here for Metal Gear Solid of snake, snake, snake. I mean, people, honestly, I think people should shout for more link shells like to try to create them, you know, to help focus on players and things like that. But this Just is not, not the like right this. way to go yes, about it. Yeah, not like this. And it's great because Aragon responding to that was uh, the Taru there that's dead is M's. So M's die four time. I raise him and NM's still 1% HP for five minutes and we die all. What I do for him, we die in last two minute fight and it's two min fight. He take long, long time fight lol. <laughs> lol indeed. <laughs> lol indeed. I yeah, think this, uh, I think this that... DD and Paladin duo taking yes. a long time to kill something. It's amazing. So is it a test on Aragon as well if he can't hold hate because he's dead from dying to something he shouldn't have died to as Paladin? Oh, can the, the test Proctor really be the one that fails the test? Is it a test if you haven't been able to pass it yourself? Oh, absolutely. This is like, he's the equivalent of, hey, pull the sword out of the stone and you can be in my link shell. Meanwhile, he can't pull the sword out of the stone. Well, maybe you gotta pull the sword out of the ass. <laughs> and at the end of this, of course, the last result is Aragon say, Memoria LS, stop recruiting. I remember when this uh, when this whole post, like when you guys started posting this stuff, I actually clicked on this dude um, and went to his age profile. And he actually had a prior attempt at this around like March or February of this Did year. He? Yeah, yeah. He 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 tried to do an, another tryouts at that time. Ooh. Well, that's good because yeah, Friedrich here says, Will there be any makeup exams for people who missed the test? I was sad. I missed it. I, I actually was asleep when this was going on. I took a nap uh, to my uh, to my dismay. To your chagrin. Unfortunate. I could not post an auction house, of course, so I went to Aragon's talk page on BG since he had originally posted on BG before this with his amazing strategies of maybe fail, maybe win, um, <laughs> and post something on his talk page that was, I test link shell best can invite to do you maybe never being believe. So I asked, hopefully in a way he can understand if I could, you know, be invited and maybe pass the test in a way he's never seen believe. I'm intrigued. Yes, as we all are. So, asshole of the week. Oh, man. Eric's is involved in this one. He's not just here to be a guest. He's also in this thread. So I'm a culprit. I, yeah, I did not know you were going to jump in. So, of course, it's on Reddit, because why would it not be on Reddit? And it is the, are there any new shields that a paladin can full-time? Mm -hmm. Or are you still stuck making relic slash O-chain? Well, I'm making an escutcheon because I want to full-time my shield. Can block 100% damage 100% of the time. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean damage. I meant the gill, obviously. It blocks all <laughs> my gill. Clearly. So, okay. this goes into our long-running history of Paladin and Swords and Paladin and Shields, which is probably the most recurring theme in this entire podcast. Dude, you're not wrong. I, what is like, like, go back to, like, episode three? It's, like, super early. Episode four or five, maybe? Just maybe episode one for a second, and definitely episode three, the Paladin one. Or, no, episode yeah. two, because three was Ninja. So this dude asks a legitimate question because this is this is how like a newer player when they approach a job will actually look at things. It's like, hey, there's got to be something that's considered the best, right? And anyone who's listened to this for any amount of time knows that that automatically gave me, you know, the cringe bleeds it bleeds in my brain. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, there, are, there are, yes, uh, straight up aneurysms. Uh, there, 
there are shields though that are better than other shields. It's just to assume that something is strictly the best is wrong, and I'm not going to go down that tangent this time. But uh, what I do want to point out though is that this uh, this Pika Fox fellow um, is egregiously wrong throughout this entire post, and them dying on the hill that they decided to die on was to the detriment of the community because this is the sort of thing that people will end up seeing and they're like oh yeah that's that's how this game works and it goes back to like everything i try to make sure that people understand about this game is that you you need to know there's more than just a blanket answer to something i would hope that despite me being someone that you should have the utmost skepticism towards that if it's between spicy sock talking about O-Chain's overrated and the use case for Aegis against magic is clear, but that most paladins aren't gearing in a terribly effective manner, where if they were, Prewin is often a superior shield to O-Chain. Most just slap O-Chain on call it a day without considering that O-Chain doesn't have any secondary stats, and both Prewin and O-Chain need reprisal, which we'll hear all too often as well. If you have reprisal, then Prewin's cool. O-Chain isn't cool without reprisal either. So that was my post, which merited Pika Fox to go to the hill of O-Chain has the highest block reduction rate in the game, and it just all went downhill from there because he said, but rarely will Prewin beat O-Chain and not lose to Aegis, as if they are related, as if Aegis is related to any other shield in the game like O-Chain or Prewin in any manner, really. Yeah, the, the response to him saying that it blocks more, uh, that O-Chain blocks more damage than any other shield, which by the way is strictly wrong, um, was immediately met by uh, Martel being aggroed <laughs> when we were talking about this in the Discord. He's like, actually... I quoted Martel directly, and he said M- Martel's wrong. So that, that should get anyone pause, essentially, right away. Yeah, I didn't run the actual percentage itself, but uh, what Martel was saying sounds right. Um, O-Chain uh, blocks about 60% of the incoming damage that you would receive, and Pre-1 actually blocks about 81% of it. And if you go to the shield skill page where Eric Slater <laughs> directs this the person, the only to go, thing they jumped in really to say was the linking the shield skill page. Yeah, yeah, which is correct. I mean, you 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 led this dude to the right answer when this dude was so egregiously wrong. Um, and there it describes you know how the actual defense rating on the shield matters, and when it's item level, it matters, and like there's more to the calculation than just the base rate, which is all this guy saw and is now regurgitating back into the, the Reddit. And that's the part that I don't really like about the way that people approach this game is that they, they'll look at uh, information that maybe got perpetuated by a word of mouth or maybe that um, they just saw real quick and then just decided to post here. And it just perpetuates the wrong info like this. this It's not even about learning the formula like this is just strictly wrong. And that's why things like the pre-win, for example, get overlooked the way they are, because one, it's not a Rima, so it's automatically at a deficit. And then two, people don't actually understand that it blocks more damage than an O-Chain, which I could have told you during the Q-Tour ambuscade where uh, you got to super tank all the ads. Well, Fox, I guess you're just hell-bent on being wrong then, huh? Yes, that was yeah. their response. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it, it was funny too because he was like responding to you, but he thought I think he thought that he was still talking to Spicy. Well, you know, when it goes from Spicy Sock to Rave Eric's of Shiva, you know it's the same person. I don't have any like little subtext here that's highlighted like like Eric's has. Well, Eric's, you brought up a good point like pre-show, though, is that people will still see this, not bother to read the rest of the thread, especially when this person's been negative rated so hard that it collapses his text automatically. So they'll see his response saying, oh, no, that, you know, 
O-Chain blocks more incoming damage, et cetera, et cetera, like whatever half-ass response this dude made, and they'll just stop there and call it A because they won't expand this stuff and look further, you know? And it's annoying, too, because they try to make it sound right. They go, after I quoted Martel in the 16, 81%, and he goes, pre-win is caps lock, not. 81% reduction. No shield in the game is 81% reduction. Pre-win is a size 3 shield. It's 50% reduction. O-Chain is a size 6 shield with 60% reduction. Like, if you read that as another person who doesn't know that he's wrong, it sounds right because he's using facts incorrectly. And they're not even facts because he's using incorrect information in the first place after being told by the person who is seen as the golden standard of actual facts, especially paladin facts in this game. Uh, yeah. you know. But assume you don't know I mean, who Martell is. Yeah, to be fair, he might not even know who Martell is because he doesn't read Auction House. Well, he doesn't, which, doesn't know I mean, okay, it happens, but he he's just so insistent on being on re, uh, regurgitating the wrong facts even after i linked him so yeah and i mean you you clearly showed him where he was wrong and had he taken any amount of time to click on that link and actually just explore why he was wrong maybe this guy could have even learned something from this and you know I mean, he, this is the exact kind of person that gives me my name because you know when it's going to be a thing when the very second i post I've already have a, a zero score. I've already been rated down by this guy the moment I can post. It is just instantly zero. So this guy is sitting there immediately ready to rate me down, just like watching like a hawk. And that means he's very angry and upset that he feels the need to expend that much effort to, you know, make sure I can be at a zero the moment I post. You have a, a sneaking suspicion that guy just clicked on the link and just scrolled down to the shiny uh, table, read it, and didn't bother reading any of the other texts above it and based all his opinions on that. That's the problem. Since it says base damage reduction, don't care about that. It says size 3, 50%, that's how it's going to be. No changes. You know, since it is fairly static now, that should probably be something that we should change in the in that table, honestly. I'm all for you doing it because you fixed that killer instincts page, Fox, and I don't want to mess with a shield skill page of which I don't have a proper understanding of. Yeah, I just have to like figure out how tables work properly. If, if you want to give me whatever you want, I can have it in there lickety-split. It's very easy. Sure. I mean, it's important that, that that formula is still there, and it's nice to have a cheat sheet for commonly used shields, but, uh, you know, it, it's not the end-all be-all either. Like, I, I don't want to update it also, and then have people look at that and go, only these shields have this percent, this block percentage down, you know? Well, it's important to make a little I, asterisk there that says exception or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the point is, is that I would like people to just get in the habit of reading and, and verifying this information first. It doesn't mean you have to learn the formula and how to work it and, you know, plug and chug everything, even though this one is particularly very easy. It's just a matter of just learning to look outside of just like getting some like base information that looks all right and then just calling it a day because that's a cancer on this game. I did enjoy getting to post the original Pokemon anime Pika Power because this guy's name is Pika Fox, and I get to enjoy posting the Pika power of the Pikachus doing the conga line running around the treadmill. I guess, yes. I guess in the same vein, though, um, I actually have to issue a correction that went down, uh, because even I fall into that trap, uh, where I read information about uh, Ninja incorrectly, and I've gone on like two Ninja episodes now, talking about how Ninja's so great, and yeah. like apparently I'm supposed to be some sort of great Ninja. And, I mean, I am, but Ooh. sometimes people get it wrong. <laughs> wow. Well, what I'm saying is that people still get it wrong, though. And yeah, you admit to being wrong and try to correct yourself. I'm the best, but sometimes even I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, I said great, not the best. But um, 
as far as like approaching ninjas concerned, I was under the impression for the longest time that if Yonin was up, uh, <laughs> apparently every shadow you lose wouldn't cause you to lose any CE whatsoever. And uh, Chia and Martel actually brought it to my attention. Chia first uh, in the Discord, they're like, "Man, this is annoying." Fox thinks he uh, Fox is saying like stuff about uh, Utsusemi that doesn't exist, and then like we went on this whole like sh- whole spiel about it, and it just it just goes back to the way that it was uh, worded in the. Um, on the page for Yonin, I believe, uh, where something about something not degrading and I mistook what it had said. And damn that was wiki. just me not. Well, no, that's that's me. That's not the wiki. That's the damn wiki wasn't clear. Properly. It actually was very clear. Like once it was pointed out, I, I looked at it again. I, I, I read it over and I'm like, even written as is like, I should never have misunderstood this. It happens to the best but, of us, Fox. But that, that's the point, though, is that going back and just admitting you're wrong is fine. Like, I don't I don't feel any kind of shame for for being wrong about this. I would just like the right information to be out here. So that way, people, when they're asking questions like this guy did in this in this forum, that they're getting people who are responding properly. And if even if the people who are responding are wrong, there's at least something like what Eric's did, where he showed them where it's wrong and everyone can can mutually and beneficially learn from the questions being asked and the responses. By the way, Spicy, not the best of us, the greatest of us, the greatest the greatest uh, of ninjas. I still that he called it a spiel. I'm I'm still amused. Oh, that I called it a spiel? Yes, yes, yes. Anyway. All right. Only because Eric's is here. So it 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 goes from being like Yiddish into never mind. Um <laughs> so if we have to sum this one up of is O Chain the best shield in the game, Fox, for like the fifth time? Uh if you oh. can use Priwin, because you have a build for it, I would think that it is See, I've already by putting a premise around that I've already turned everyone if, off. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a build for it. Yes, by by putting it as situational as it is, even though it's situationally most often the superior shield to use, because no one needs to be told when to use Aegis. If you don't know when, then don't play Paladin or please learn. I, I can't I you know, figure it's magic's easy to figure out. You know, are you taking magic damage? Use it. Otherwise don't. I really liked uh, Martel's answer to it actually, in that the O chain isn't going to require like a bunch of like build around pieces in order to make it work properly, whereas the the pre one will. And honestly, the O chain still requires like some amount of shield buffing, but just not on most content in the game. And I think that's what people lose sight of when they look at these shields: is that you're not capping block rate versus, or I mean, to to cap block rate versus the lower level content, you don't need these crazy builds that are designed to block for one fifties. Um, for Odyssey, for example, like the the content is low enough. I think it's like what level one thirty nine on C. Ooh, um, hold on something to that effect i know the nms i think get a bit higher when they're yes they do yeah and then of course it, it gains levels like the more floors you go up yes that's also but in most of that you can actually cap block raider come damn near it in a Stravatza. like you don't and, and that's a shield that no one ever talks about and it's actually excellent well, we've had plenty of opportunity to talk about it so if someone hears us say that or hears you say that they're going to be like well why haven't you <laughs> I have talked about Servatza before. So, uh, shoal so floor A, saying, the last floor is 131. It starts I, at 119. So, what you're saying is you can full time Servatza. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you have the right build in, against a lot of content, you probably shoal can actually. see. Uh, floor 4 is 135. It starts at 129. Uh, the NM is always three levels higher, and the Mimic is always five levels higher than the normal foe. So. 135 content essentially is only to block for, and you shouldn't really need to build that much for that at nope. all. Nope. Uh, most of your shield builds, like if you go all in on shield skill and block rate and stuff, 
uh, Servatza should be able to cap, if not nearly cap, um, all the way up to that level. The same would way it that be it would be worthwhile to have that build because Servatza would block the most. I mean, because you, it depends because these are not hard people. hits. So if you're blocking well, for zero with Phalanx, then you definitely don't want Servatza. If you're getting punched in the spine, though, which can happen since there's not a lot of really good right wall alignment, like yeah. a lot of times like, they walk the over the wall. Yeah, exactly. You can run into some trouble. So if you're getting punched in the back, you might want to pay attention to your enmity bleed, in which case, you know, the 15 enmity that's on that shield really does, you know, your your whole Higher set defense of too. Yeah. It also gives you, you know, more, more HP for survivability and enemy retention. Like, there, there's pros and cons to all of these things I've talked about before. Um, I actually prefer the pre-win still in, in a lot of that, though. Like, if I'm going to pull on Paladin, um, just because of the extra magic evasion, like, not being enabled is really nice especially when you're one of the kiragas in the group i think this might be a good time for me to pitch the uh rune evasion setup for odyssey farming Ooh, have you been doing yeah. that oh yeah Ooh. i think I only mentioned the discord so the, uh we've been mentioning it before as in like it'd be a superior method yeah um so the podcast is a nice time to explain it a bit um so yeah. i didn't uh, know this was coming i'm excited basically i use um Nyame gear for dt and evasion at the same time Paired with Mambos, obviously. And uh, I also dirge on my melees, which allows me to basically full-time tank all the monsters at the same time. They basically never hit me, or most of the time they don't hit me. And it really cuts down the TP gain for the monsters. And uh, I, I rarely lose hate because of the dirge. So um, we can usually fight even dangerous stuff like Scorpions pretty effectively without getting smashed by TP moves. It's really nice. Yeah, that sounds and, good. And it's omnidirectional, so you don't have to worry about uh, moving them to a wall like paladins sometimes have to. It would still help, though, but for the 20% of hits, you could reduce that down to a negligible amount. I mean, I don't engage on my rune fence, so I just uh, stay unengaged. Well, when someone engage, I mean, if you're holding the mobs, that's fine, but once they engage, wouldn't you want to have hate already? I guess it drops you out of your evasion set, but you could still have a toggle uh, to... What I do is that I, um, I have... Uh, like specialized sets for evasion. So I cast in um, a mix of evasion and enmity for uh, foil and stuff like that. So I just poison guy everything. That's also an evasion, obviously. And then I just keep spamming foil and jays over and over. And uh, it works pretty well. So even my... Uh, um, uh, we have a like samurai and warrior DD uh, full year dot, and they rarely pull hate as long as I pay attention. I and, doubt that that's the case. Um, I do the same on Blue Mage actually when I'm when we're doing joke runs with the, the yeah. mix the mix sets like you're saying like the hybridized ones. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, and I can see how Runefencer would benefit from that. As yeah, so even without fully enmity gear, I can still keep hate pretty easily, and uh, I still have like the the um, cap DT with uh, Epio, so Carrot. it's not like in, in danger. Carrot is having a very bad time right now because the cat just threw up behind the fridge. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, she is visibly displeased. Oh, she's very upset. Uh, the greatest selling point to what you're talking about, though, is just the omnidirectional thing. Like the ha not having to rely on right wall alignment or you know some sort of like arc, the defensive arc, is uh, it's such a huge benefit to what you're talking about right now. Finally, Rune Fencer superior once more. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say superior, but it, it really, it's really nice. So we've had we've had good results with that. Yeah, it works out. And then plus your Runefencer is going to extend some uh, effects. I mean, sure, uh, a Paladin can give out Rampart, right? But 
uh, rune fencer being able to protect people from like uh, the breath attacks from uh, from the, the dragon, you know, stuff like that. You know, elemental related things. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's a huge benefit because that will just like randomly freak kill people. You know. Yes, it as far will. as protection goes, I am usually forced to triple tenebrary runes for um, the Imperial store by pulse. That but depends yeah, on your uh, group, though, because if you have a red mage, you won't need that. True. I mean, uh, we currently use a white mage, but a scholar would uh, work better, I think, because I don't need that much healing. Region 5 usually gives me life pretty well, like we do uh, Region 5 before we enter, and it lasts for like half the run, and I don't really need any healing. Like Anvil, actually. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Also, another thing that a lot of people probably don't know is that Sigil works inside of Odyssey, so you can double your food duration, get refresh, and region. I never even considered that until recently when you told me, and it's actually super useful to get that extra food duration if you're using like a cookie or something, as we do with killer effects, which, there you go, there's a segment we need to get into. Didn't even think oh, about yeah. it. I forgot about it, just like I forgot about uh, the whole ninja correction, which, you know, I don't know if I had to go find the episode now and put it in, but nonetheless... Um, yeah, I it, to answer killer instinct questions yet again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, killer. Yeah, it's, it's been a thing on the Discord for anyone who's there, uh, and I didn't even realize that it's only intimidation rate until you have the circle effect or whatever. Anyway, we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, now that I've thought about seven different things at once, the yeah, the the, the refresh one tick is actually super important on Blue Mage and Rune Fencer in there more so than you would think it would be. Yeah. Also, uh, regarding the invasion stuff. Um, sell, assault ramen is really nice. It's like plus ninety evasion, so you can totally ignore ninja roll. Well, the new the new evasion food situationally, if you're fighting, is more important. But yeah, assault ramen would be the go-to. But it's kind of hard to find to the point where if I'm just farming, I'd probably not spend the extra on assault ramen. Yeah, I actually leveled cooking to be able to make it myself. It's still a pain. Oh yeah, you have to uh, camp farm the crab. Yeah, cr crabs with ex uh, drops. It's rather annoying, but. Uh... For, any, for anyone who doesn't know about the pain of making salt ramen, you have to camp the crabs in the night well in East Ronfer for the Lufet salt, or the Lufet salt, whatever it's pronounced as. It's French by Lufet. Well, then again, it's, it's an ET. Anyway, I don't speak French and can't do it, so Lufet salt, and that's only one of the problems because there are so many ingredients that have to craft to make the other ingredient to then craft again to make the other ingredient that you spend so much time crafting that it's just a pain in the ass. That's why it's expensive. One thing that I want to mention about that salt ramen, though, is people will really want to pay attention to what evasion levels they're hitting when they try to use it. You don't even need um, because, well, what happens, though, is that you often need more evasion in order to get the max out of it. So, for example, if you're at 1,200 evasion and you pop a salt ramen, which gives you 5% evasion with a cap of 90, you're actually only getting plus 60 evasion out of that piece. Huh. Well, that's about the same amount the ninja roll would give. Yeah, or even just an Algrotten. Like you, you're you're basically uh, not maximizing your food if you only use salt ramen. So just pay attention to what your your base evasion is, or or your evasion with gear and everything. Like when you're going to do this, because um, salt ramen gets extremely powerful, like evasion wise. Like the higher your evasion is, but it rewards you for having higher evasion. Whereas yeah. the twenty percent bonus from the seafood grotten, um, that's going to give you the the sixty the plus sixty evasion at much lower evasion levels. So just kind of like weigh out what food you're using. Why do you yeah, always I mean, call the papoto con queso as an all gratin? Like potatoes all gratin. I was talking about seafood gratin. Oh, okay, seafood gratin. I always thought you were calling the papoto, the papoto con queso like a, a gratin, like the like the cheese potato dish. No, no. 
no, that does that actually is confusing now that I'm thinking of it. But I'm definitely specifically talking about seafood gratin. See, today I've learned something, and it's not just so, that Aegis is only situational. Yeah, the the amount of evasion that that I think Runevincer can build, um, you probably would be okay with like something like Salt Ramen. But like Blue Mages specifically, I found that I can get away with uh, seafood gratin when trying to do evasion strats. And I would recommend Salt Ramen also to like people who want to go in on Dancer because I've actually healed and pulled on Dancer a few times for our runs. And then also, like, if you're doing it on Thief, um, you can probably hit the evasion levels where Salt Ramen will really matter too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any food really works as long as you actually use the evasion food. Because it the, makes a difference. The Popoto Conqueso is 10% instead of 5, so off the bat it's a lower cap of 50, but it's already a higher percentage-based gain there. Also, yep. um, I also always pop Swordplay for Halos, which is uh, yep. another 60. Yeah. So pretty nice. That was incredibly good. When I was uh, when I was tanking the runs on Blue Mage, quote unquote tanking, we don't want to go down that road again. Um, I was Subrune most of the time, and I actually popped sword play on Subrune also. Yeah, man, that's a huge tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. So yeah, it works uh, not just from main either, but that's uh, that's something that a lot of people don't realize. In fact, I almost never see people use sword play to begin with. But it's so much accuracy if you're just DDing. You don't it's even have to do it for the evasion. Yeah. Speaking of, so, killer effects, I guess. I guess. See, I didn't know, as I said before, that gaining killer effects is a trait, because blue has tier 3 with the 1200 job point and plus food, only gave intimidation rate until killer instinct is actually on. I thought it actually helped aside from that, but that was my ignorance of not knowing. That's I could admit that I was stupid. So well, It still helps. It, well, it helps, but only it doesn't give it doesn't give a DT slash damage bonus until you have Killer Instinct, or if it's a circle effect, or if you have the Founders like augmenting gear on. Yeah. So if if your if your tank is still intimidating the mob, that's still another layer of defense. Um, in low TP feed situations, like that actually helps your low TP feed because it's one less attack that potentially could hit your tank for damage. So think of it in like layers of defense as well. Uh, but yeah, I've I've re I retested a bunch of stuff for Killer Instinct, and really the the conversation went on to Circle Effects as a whole as well. Um, I, I poked some holes in some things that that people thought Circle Effects extended to as well, like mathematically. Uh, but the the short of it is is that your intimidation rate for regular mobs that are not not NMs is going to be based on the the killer trait that you have that is related to that NM or that mob specifically. So you just get a base intimidation rate based on whatever that trait is, you know. So for Beastmaster, for example, um, it's going to be ten percent across the board. You get a little bit more with Blue Mage, um, you know, a little bit less with like Dragoons for Dragons, you know, that sort of deal. So that's all just a flat intimidation. The moment that changes and becomes something else is when you add either the Founder's Breastplate or the Nakumi Gasape or the Farine variant, um, or a Circle effect. Okay, and Killer Instinct itself is a circle effect for all intents and purposes of our argument. So once you add that, it becomes a damage taken and a direct damage boost. Um, that's a uh, percent multiplier uh, towards the, at the end of those um, formulas where they would exist. So basically it means you're going to do more damage and you're going to receive less damage from mobs of that type. Um, the way it works is the gear pieces that give you the augment trait is going to take half your killer effect and turn that into DT and damage. So basically, if you have 10% killer trait, then you get a 5% DT that 
is calculated after all the rest of your DT. So it actually lets you uh, bypass 87.5 cap because it's uh, it works like the shield block damage thing. And then it also works a lot like the way people think about... Uh, I'm just making this easier to understand. Uh, the, a lot like the way people look at um, the R15 augments that are on uh, Rima's. Um, it applies damage in the same way. So where um, at the end of your damage calculation, it's then multiplied again based on whatever that 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 value you get is. So um, you get half your total trait as damage in DT applied in a special location that makes it very, very potent. And then if you have a killer effect circle, like uh, Arcane Circle, um, if you're uh, a Dark Knight, or Killer Instinct if you're a Beastmaster with the matching correlating pet, whatever... Um, whenever that matches the killer effect that you're actively using, that also does the same thing. And then if you have either of those body pieces on and that matching circle, it actually applies the full benefit of that killer trait as DT and damage, which sounds absolutely insane, but this is actually halved if fighting NMs. So it balances itself out sort of in that you can't just get wonky amounts of damage. Like if you're a Beastmaster, even though it's still pretty insane, like you still go get 25% if you're capped out on traits or if you can cap out on traits and other jobs. Um, but just know that if it's, if the effect, uh, the, the circle effect itself is doubled or is doubling what's going on or, or creating your full trait in damage or DT, uh, that it's then halved if against an NM. So um, it's it's pretty complicated. Like I've I've had to monologue, and even then, you know, it still can seem confusing based on the way I'm saying it. But that's that's basically what's going on. And then uh, when you use a circle effect or killer instinct, it's adding fifteen uh, percent to your killer trait total, in addition to whatever it's providing damage wise and stuff. But it only applies to that particular killer effect that you are you're actually applying to that mob. So also. I think we had had skepticism about the fact that sub job says it gives 5% for a circle, whereas the main job gets 15%. So I think we were also questioning, because that didn't sound like it makes sense, that it was a unique, you know, not halved, but even worse kind of bonus too. But also it makes me wonder, like for Ancient Circle, it has uh, it increases the potency by 2% as well, further past that. I wonder if the pants have to be on for that effect, kind of like the Augments Killer gear has to be. That's a good point. Um, I remember in the Discord, I, I proved mathematically where the, the, previous, the previous tests were actually wrong, or at least their conclusions on them were wrong. Um, and it boils back down to how the, uh, the circle effects uh, and killer instinct were tested in two. Like I, I could predict what the value should be, and then they ended up being slightly different. And I actually talk, talked with Martel about that for a bit. Uh, I haven't gone back through to check any subjob related things or anything like that for other circles. Um, but I do know what the expected values on the full potency stuff should be. And uh, the prior understanding of how those circles work is, is actually very wrong. Oh, boy. 2021, halfway to 2022, and we still have the same old problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, I broke it down to show why um, in, in that response on, on here, the on or on the Discord, though. I'm not going to ramble off what that formula or what those maths were. Um, but it makes sense if anyone does feel like joining the Discord and like looking at it. I, I believe I put it in the ma- the uh, the mechanics and math questions. I think it's in that channel at at some point. Speaking of rambling on, uh, aside right. here, Carrot and I played a Led Zeppelin pinball machine uh, during our wedding day, which was a great memory, and I really like that pinball machine. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, so explanations like this, like they'll kill you, just like it did to Spicy. So just know that <laughs> you can read oh, the page. 
yeah, yeah, he glazed over like he didn't he didn't get any of this. <laughs> no, so, no, I understood. And if, I, I, if the same thing happens to you, though, just go to the BG page <laughs> and like look at Killer Instinct and how that works, and just know that it should apply to circles about the same. I just you know uh, my mind goes other places, so I wasn't glazed over. I just happened to think of Ramble on. <laughs> Yeah, the set the pinball machine. It's just it's it's hard to explain that in particular though without becoming a wall of text that I'm hitting people with. And well, I'm, I'm conscious of that. And that, this is this is why I try not to explain these things in this kind of detail on the podcast. It's still you can still get the the gist of it. So I'm here to dumb it down because I am the dumb one. I am the Homer Simpson of the podcast. So it's not everything is donut, and I can't just say donut. But I think what the point of it is is that. The most important points are separate multiplier. If you don't understand that, think of it like the R15 that everyone focuses on of a, you know, reamed bonus or the fact that you can surpass the 87.5 damage cap with it because it's separate from everything else. So you can. You that know, really requires an asterisk, too. Yes. Um, you're not, sur- you're not surpassing it, though. It, all it's doing is it's taking the maximum amount of damage that, that you could reduce and then than fractioning it again, basically. So, bypassing? Well, yes, but people will hear that and be like, oh, so we're just... The, the, usually what happens is people think it's additive at that point, and it's not. Okay, so there's the asterisk, non-additive. Yeah, But then, if you don't understand what non-additive means, is in that it's not taking you from 87.5 to minus 100%. Yes. Um, so the most important thing there is to realize is that it is a very potent bonus of which it is only particularly applied to specific things in the game that are generally hard to take advantage of until Odyssey was a thing in which Beastmaster became the shizniz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Although it makes everything V10 and some V15s very trivial, like it makes Nagai or Ngai. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beastmaster against Ngai makes the fight feel like it's a V5 or 10. Instead of a V15, that's how potent it is for that NM. But against Embos, it's very helpful for dealing damage. But since he's a damage split, part of the problem we're having is getting caught with a pet down and things like that that make it more of a tight roping problem. So while it helps us get the damage we need to kill him with, say, a Blue Mage with Killer Effect trait to better take advantage of synergizing with a Beastmaster last episode... Um, <laughs> It's not enough to save us in this case due to the unique mechanics of the TP moves, which is why we're having trouble. Because if it was Zevioso or Ngai, or maybe even Ongo, it just depends on the setup there. But you usually don't have room because you got to get the Ninja and Black Mage and Scholar and, you know, Tank. Things like that. Not that you couldn't... Eh, I'm not going to go into Theory Crash. I don't want to be kind of rough, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to go on that road. But... It's just not enough for everything. So that's part of our Embo's problem that hopefully... Because I put up a big stink at the idea of us just limiting TP moves. I kind of almost said, do it without me. As in, I did say, do it without me at that point before I had to walk that back. Because I can't tell Fox to fuck himself. There's there's a lot of entanglements there. And, you know, he's not wrong. If you lose six, seven times or something and you can do it and win and have a different strategy, then you kind of have to eventually go which way the wind blows and i'm the kind of person who would rather die than follow the wind and fox is the guy who you know more pragmatic and goes hey look the wind's blowing this way we tried our best and that's it we can say we did a good job let's go which way the wind blows yeah sometimes the strategy that that you really want to work and you're really proud of works on some things and like it, it works on the lower difficulties of it but sometimes you you also just have to realize when your strategy has died and 
I um, don't think it has, though, because when we changed out the core for an extra body, the problem was the body wasn't even around at that point to make it even more trivial. But then at that point, we lost too much damage. So it's a matter of, damage. I think we're still finally tweaking it. I think it can work. I just, I don't know, because we're losing, it seems like, too, at the aura when we don't get the skill chain off because of various things going on. And there's a lot going on there that's not being I... addressed. I actually have a fix that's kind of like a compromise to our to our ex extremes um, that I'm going to apply to the next run that we do. Um, basically, I'm going to be healing the Embos fight, and um, I actually figured out that uh, on White Mage, um, I actually found out that there's a way that we can shift all the jobs in the fight to where we can have different people playing. Because I, I, one of the things that I have to worry about, and I think you hung up the call before before um, when we discussed strategy afterwards. Probably. Before I got to this point, I was I was kind of um, done at that point. Yeah, but one of the things that I have to worry about is also, and, and that people, uh, this is benefits people listening to, you have to worry about your, your group getting burned out on things, you know? And um, I can ram my head against the wall repeatedly until something works or until I devise a better strategy. Me too. I have no problem with that. And yeah, I, I bet you I bet you can. Except I don't think uh, it's a better strategy. I just keep failing. <laughs> that's fair. Sometimes that, that happens. That's the charm but, of me. But I have to be concerned about the rest of the people in the group, too. And, like, morale is one of the biggest things that can help you succeed. Because, like, if people aren't having a good time, then they're probably not going to be playing at their best either. And what I want to do is I want to go through and I, I do want to still try that strat. But maybe me being on Beastmaster isn't the best thing. And maybe, you know, whoever's on our white mage isn't the best thing. And, like, we could switch the geo around. So I actually found a rotation that would work to where we can attempt this again with different people in those roles to see if maybe that's what needs to be fixed. Do I stay you know? blue? Well, yeah, that's because I got no other roles. It's true. Um, but basically, we'll try that. Um, we may have to revert to the um, to doing limited TP feed things, but I would like to do it the way that our group would be set up to do it and the way that there are videos doing it rather than just doing the Dark Knight and Mewing. Um, I would like to be able to do it in such a way to where we still use, like, say, uh, a Beastmaster, Beastmaster and that we still use, like, the Blue Mage to Feather Tickle. Like, I would rather don't do it use the way for it. Exactly. I would rather do it the way that that our group would be able to do it and still be able to conquer the TP feed thing. And that that's what people want to look at when they revisit strategies. Like you have to be able to identify when it fails. You have to be able to identify when you need to make compromises to see if maybe it's just specific roles that need to be fixed. And then you also need to look at the way that your group handles things and how they're used to playing and then applying the strategies to fit that, that play style as well. So what are you doing with Felgar? Uh, he's going to be on Beastmaster. Okay, that, that wouldn't be too bad. He's that that would fit him pretty well for what's being asked in that fight. That's definitely a yeah. thing you'd ask of him. Abject's going to Geo and Norcris is going to Bard and then I'll go to White Mage. Well and I'll go moral support. Moral support. Yep. Eric will be there in moral support. We'll think about him fondly as we're hitting a tree and trying not to We're die. gonna think about fondling him? I mean a little bit. I'm I'm gonna need something to do. Well, this goes into okay. are you too hardcore for the porn or are you too softcore for the game? I don't know, get the donkey. Let's find Let's out. Form an oral queue, please. One at a time. <laughs> form a queue. A queue. Yeah, so that's, I think, because the past week, maybe, or maybe five days, the Embos discussion has been off the charts, and it's kind of frustrating the fact that V10 was so easy, and I was so yeah. proud of the strategy that you made that we all got together and made happen and that no one was doing it like that, and that it was so easy, and it made it like, oh, yeah. I, I even said, I believe, I'm like, oh, I'm not even worried about V15 now, because V10 was so easy, I couldn't imagine V15. I wasn't either. Yeah, V15 even being a problem, but 
it doesn't seem like the strategy is the problem. It seems like the mob just becomes too strong for the strategy to handle because it just, it's weird because yeah. the same moves are there. The moves have not changed and they're not taking more damage. It just becomes, I guess, the longer it goes, there's more things that go wrong. And that by definition means that the strategy itself it's isn't, not yeah, isn't the strategy to use, yeah. But I mean, you, you definitely want to make sure you look at all your variables. Though, and you don't want to change too many things up at once when you're reassessing these things. So I would like to try it again, like at least one last time, put a nail in it with other people attempting to do it. We'll, we'll probably do a couple runs for that night. And we'll, we'll what I'll do is I'll assess how much different it goes, you know, and then we'll revisit it there. Because maybe I'm not the best choice for Beastmaster, man. Well... Like maybe, <laughs> maybe well, for your capabilities, yes, and what you're doing in the job is, I mean, Felgar would be perfect for that, whereas you could do something else. And if our white mage is truly stressed out, and then I'm starting to get testy and say, well, they shouldn't be a white mage, they can't handle doing Kiraga, and make it sound like I'm telling them to fuck themselves, even though I'm just frustrated because it's Kiraga, cast yeah. it, deal with it. It's not a, it's not a heart stopping event when a move that you know is going to take you into red is coming. That's not a heart stopping, you know. But I also start demoralizing the group when I say something like that, so. Exactly. And identifying these things and knowing when you need to bring up these talking points and open this dialogue to people is important. Not everyone is always going to like the things that you have to say. And that's definitely the case whenever anyone interacts with me. But what I try to make sure people understand is that everything is always for their benefit. And that if we can talk about trying to make this work, we can at least understand why decisions are being made or, you know, why strategies don't work, you know, like, like where all of that comes from. And it's important that, that groups for the sake of their cohesion actually get this sort of thing down because otherwise people just get burned out and just not want to play anymore because it leads to worse things yes because there's one thing to see a strat posted and to watch a video but your group is not that group and you don't all operate like you know seal team six so yeah. understanding the uh you know dynamics of your group and how to talk to certain people because not everyone can be dealt with in the same manner so <laughs> as we've yeah. as we've learned certainly true and that's that's also me included in there i'm not saying it's not me because me reacting to our group certain people in our group not being proactive enough in my mind makes me make the group worse because i'm going off the ranch to try and compensate in a way that's just detrimental yeah. so it's important to have your group be able to socially handle those events because that's also part of the game they may not look at talking to people as part of the game but that's simply how it is it's true other people in my multiplayer game what <laughs> right, i, I play in a private server okay oh is that what we do i thought there were weird load times yeah i mean this isn't like the final fantasy community team where they're just like glorified twitter posters and we you know don't have to worry about anything besides playing in like uh the dunes or something for five minutes as a way to attract people to play the game there's there's more to it than that secretly join one of their their things and like try to try to join their party i don't want to join not for any kind of recognition but just to kind of see how they think you know playing the content is like i just want to be that fly on the wall oh remember that that stupid pc gamer article too that i mentioned we could talk about i completely forgot about amongst all these better points because that was an absolute fucking garbage article were you talking to me or Eric's about it? Because I don't remember. Yeah, I was talking to you about it. I linked it to you, and I don't think either of us fully even discussed it for more than five seconds because it was that bad. Was that the one where you talked about the history of Final Fantasy? Yeah, well? and how it used to be this hardcore game, and how oh um, MMO unlike any other. Yeah, I just yeah, did some yeah that one. Role. Yeah, that one. Where it, where it ended like the uh, when Siren wasn't introduced. Yeah. You know, 
I really like the piece of art that's featured, though. Like, that's that the problem. Really that catches everyone's eye. Caught my eye. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, and it's a real fucking betrayal. Unfortunate. You know, I know I didn't have that reaction when I read the article. Like, what what was the issue with it? Just the way that their their impression of the game is, and that's you know, it's not like a huge. It was it's it's like a woe is me. I'm a you know not as young as I used to be, and the world's different. I mean, oh. all the retrospective articles about Final Fantasy XI are like that. Yeah, and it's, essentially, it's another ode to retrospection, and everyone basically called it a worthless garbage article, which it essentially is. So, I mean, that's pretty much all the kind uh, all types of articles that people have been writing lately. Yeah. Any others. But don't worry, because the author of that may be on another podcast, not this one, coming soon to you for all of your clicking pleasure. Please, click oh us. Oh boy. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that too, and I just kind of went, uh, of course. So where's my ad revenue? <laughs> I will pay you in beer. Oh, you don't drink beer, you drink tea. I will pay you in tea. I will have to get tea first. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> Is it yeah, a threat? I think I know why I didn't really look at the article when you sent it to me. Like, we talked about it. Yeah, I remember this now. But, like, right before that, you sent me the Zala Sealed Fate 12-minute video that I watched uh, for yes. two oh, days. Oh, yeah. That was great. I was like, I dissected the shit out of that video. So, I mentioned before that Zala is a third person we have subbed to on the YouTube. And they are great. And they have the, the Zerd strategy you've always dreamed of. So, oh, yeah. But that guy is great. It may be all in Japanese. But if you can at least see something and see... You can't read what he's saying on screen, too. But as long as you can see something and get an idea from that of a setup, and as long as you know enough about it, like if you need your handheld, it's not going to help you. But if you can see something in a way that hasn't been presented, which is generally the case for Zala, honestly, uh, then it is a great service to anyone who has enough imagination to make it happen. Yeah, their their video on Sealed Fate is so stupid. It's uh, so, so for people who don't know what Sealed Fate is, it's a master trial. And it's the Ultimo Omega master trial. It's, it's known as being known the hardest. As the most, yeah, it's the most difficult one, yeah. Uh, they crushed this in 12 minutes. Which is ridiculous for any master trial. It could be Unafraid of the Dark, yes. and that would not be 12 minutes. Although it might be might be close. Could it, yeah, know. it would require like a crazy like hyper-buff gambit. But basically, the, the jobs that they take into this fight are the same. It looks like they're the no same tank. jobs that they buffed with. Yeah, like they have the bard in there and everything. No tank. Yeah, it. they just like went in and just called it a day. Was it like a bard, a red mage, two cores... Um... Uh, I couldn't quite pin down their sub jobs. Hang on, I, I pinned it in our group chat because I wanted to try strat like it. Just the fact that it was twelve minutes alone. No matter, it could be five years from now, and we would still go, "Wow, twelve minutes is ridiculous." Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was like core. It was core core, bard red mage, yep, those are the four white now. mage, and summoner. Yep, yep, that's right. It was so it was so crazy. Carrot and I watched it with breakfast. <laughs> Was it a full English breakfast or a full American breakfast? <laughs> and did you compare the two after? It was not a full English breakfast because it was not of the proper standards and standardization to prevent any sort of lower quality English breakfast results that could have resulted. So it was pure crap American breakfast. Well, I guess either way you will probably get clogged arteries. <laughs> oh yeah. That's coming from your culture. Yes. Deliciously clogged arteries. Fox is a it's walking clogged artery. Oh yeah. There's a Ooh, reason no crap. birds are tweeting outside of his window today. He ate them all with barbecue sauce and peanut oil. We already discussed this. There were no birds. That was actually just my psyche fracturing. Nice. Uh, yeah. Circling back to that video, so they're basically just jerked their way through the 
uh, not even fun. Zerg. They it's just handled Zerg. it with such mechanics that it wasn't a Zerg. It was you're not going to Zerg with a summoner, white mage, red mage, bard, and two cores and a master trial. It's not a Zerg. It's just the fact that they handled it so masterfully that both mobs were dead of each other within like ten seconds of each other dying, and they just they had like the bard and the red mage were doing savage blade to Ultima, and the cores were meleeing Ultima, but were doing just weapon skills. Like, one was doing a low on edge, and one was doing Laden Salute to skill chain with each other or something like that, to, to yeah, Omega. The, to then the keep skill chain was, was Laden Salute to uh, to Aeolian Edge to make Distortion, and then Laden Salute again. So, the, the death penalty core is doing Laden Salute in both these situations. And then they had a Wildfire core, who was with, an, with an, what I assume to be an Arma, and they were doing the Aeolian Edge to close the distortion, and then after the Leaden closed the darkness, they closed Wildfire again with the Ar- with uh, with the Armageddon. And it, basically, this is technically a Zerg. Like, yeah, you're you're right to think of it as a Zerg because you just slaughter this content in like twelve minutes. But the if you watch the video, it's not handled with the kind of franticness that um, a, a lot of Zergs have. Yeah, it's just it's completely just methodical throughout and, and i think that's that's the beauty of how they execute their strategy here like anyone can hulk smash something but if you watch this it's technically a zerg but nothing is ever out of control like nothing ever seems to hinge on killing it as fast as you can like i feel like if they took another four minutes then they could have just taken another four minutes it was essentially it was essentially the difference of watching someone who handcrafts like let's say a japanese artisan watching them handcraft something whether it's sashimi or a, you know, katana, like some ceremonial katana being made in a handcrafted manner versus a Chinese factory pumping something out. That was the difference here. This strategy was like watching a fine craftsman just, you know, masterfully plan out, execute down to the exact contrived moment and and carry out this... Ma- like, I've never seen a strategy of anything in this game carried out as well as a Sealed Fate one was for anything at any time. It was just perfect. It's real good. Yeah, so if they so, deal with ATP moves. They so if you're watching this on YouTube, um, go to our channels or whatever, see what we're subscribed to, and it's X O L L A. Just give them a watch because everything that they everything that they approach is handled the same way. And they it's, did uh, get lucky good. because they had three wild card resets or something ridiculous to get at the like I think it was once Omega stands up, so the question of TP moves, I assume that's once Omega stands up. Once Omega stood up, they called out Alexander and yes. they reset. Hmm. They got three Alexanders off, which seems ridiculous. I don't think it's required to win. I think they just did it to make it safe, which kind of underscores what I was just saying about how masterful it was, you know, start to finish. But I I think at least having two, which you would get pretty much with the three Corsairs. uh, With with Omega's multi-attack rate, especially when it stands, I can see Alexanders um, doing the double benefit of not only having people survive the hate reset, but also just stopping that TP feed that he would gain from bashing you in the face. But it's not like it, like the strategy breaks without that, right? I mean, at least having... I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the beginning of the fight didn't break without it, so I would assume the end wouldn't either. Well, it just probably keeps it more under control because they use TP moves. Like, they actually get blasted by TP moves in there. The there is mewing as well, too, yeah, to limit the TP moves. Yeah, it, it's limited but not shut off. Like, mm-hmm. they actually do get hit by TP moves from, from these mobs, and the White Mage just handles it because they're so infrequent. Yep. That's essentially the point of the summoner there is to buff them, reduce TP frequency in Alexander, which is anyone could do that. It's it's also great too because it's not a strategy that anyone couldn't do. You see exactly what's going on. And like the Red Mage, I think, is sub dancer using Hey Samba on themselves and everyone. 
or the Corsair. Someone someone is sub dancer and they're not using end spells, mm-hmm. they are using haste on them. They might also be sub paladin too. I'm not sure. But uh sub dancer is probably the safest way. That way everyone can apply steps on their own. Oh in yeah. In case somebody's busy they're and also then everyone steps. Yeah, and then everyone also has a certain tier of subtle blow that you get from Sub Dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in combine and then combining that with like Auspice from the White Mage, that would help. Yeah. Well, actually, the Red Mage would cancel that, so the Red Mage wouldn't have that. They would probably be doing end spell damage. This is like a Fox strategy. If Fox was a master, oh yeah, I spent like a day watching, um, watching these guys, uh, watching this video, and just, just literal way too much of my life watching this video and trying to break down how they did it. I mean, it's really, cool. really impressive. The only thing that uh, is kind of disappointing is that it took so uh, so long and so much gear, gear creep for before people actually were able to do this. Kind I don't of even stuff. know if this is gear creep. Like maybe the R15 speeds it up, but the way this is done, I think you could have done this earlier. Okay, let me rephrase. It, it's a fame. It took so long for people actually to try this. Well, uh, maybe, maybe the gear creep is malignance in this case. Possibly, but I mean, either way, it's impressive. Yeah, I, I think Naomi actually does factor into it. I think they're safe during their weapon skills because I, I have a feeling they are using the weapon skill uh, Naomi, but that's only a, a guess. And that would uh, only eliminate some of the attempts. It would not stop yeah. the strategy as a whole. It would be like our Embos where you suddenly are doing fine and then lose at 18% or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's just it's just cool stuff, and that's definitely worth a worth a shout-out for sure. And I think our subscriptions are visible. I think I've checked that to be the three people we followed, F of XI Math, the Puppet Master guy, and then Zola here are the three we followed, or I've subscribed to. Okay. I think they're visible. Good. If they're not visible, let us know. I just wanted people to be able to find them as all, so I just wanted to take a second to point that out. So otherwise, Eric's anything else you have to add besides your rune fencer evasion, which I was didn't know was coming, but was very happy to hear. Um, hmm. I mean, we did want to talk about the oh, uh, that's right, update. Yeah. So do you remember what they had said before that, besides the fact that they're going to adjust all jobs at once? I mean, as I said, it's just something about job advancement. Nothing specific. Now we got this new uh, crumb about them unleashing uh, or releasing the chains. So I guess I'll read this this time because I have the biggest mouth. Um, <laughs> so page 208 here, the dev tracker discussion on auctionhouse.com since it was abandoned on BG because of course as in BG forums, as in, hey, is anyone posting to us in the BG forums in our thread? Of course you're not. Though, you are asking for Gold World Passes, which is my fault for linking it there. Although, some of us have been linking in there, like Eric's. Um, I, imagine, I try not to link mine because it's a Sarah. But otherwise, people have been posting in Baham and stuff there, which is nice. Otherwise, uh, lazy translation here from the person with the Japanese flag, so I assume it's not Google Translate. I assume it's actual lazy translation but good afternoon 19th anniversary is done and now on to the 20th anniversary want to add some of my own opinions here this is from uh fujito which i don't follow close enough i just know it's not matsui i want to give a simple summary of what will be done how we will do things moving forward however please think of this as a simple list of plans as there are plenty of things we can't promise clear tithing for well you know reading this is infinitely better than reading the aragon's thread or the emails from anyone <laughs> fair ffxi team has the follow uh has the following three focused items for 2021 for resurgence Number one. Number two, adjustments that will impact all jobs, which is the system of a down. Number three, storage system adjustment. 
Number one, Voracious Resurgence. The next story will finally reach Art Aragon. Uh, who will the spotlight fall on next? How is Blue related? Which is them asking that, I guess, rhetorically. We are planning for at least another year plus of the quest series, so if you have not caught up yet, please take your time and enjoy. So that's number one, is that Voracious Resurgence is going until the anniversary, as we knew, but they've firmly committed and provided the timeline at this point. Right Real there. quick, I like that they're planning for another year plus. That That's actually kind of promising, because that means that they're planning beyond the tw- the 20th anniversary, uh, meaning that you know they, they still intend to do something with this game after that point. Well, we knew they were going to, but now they've provided further clarification on the same thing, because I said they was going to be to, until at least the 20th anniversary here, but now they're reaffirming that in a more concrete matter than, yeah, of course we are. Because before they've been like, yes, we're going to, but now it's actually a little more concrete. Because typically I don't like speculation, but this is this is good enough that we can talk about it without making up whatever we feel like could be done the, like the, we blackness. can't say it's concrete concrete thing though like the, of course they have to do the whole dance that you we can't provide clear yeah. time. But that makes sense like people shouldn't be mad about that like development does take time it's as hardcore as concrete <laughs> yeah number two job adjustments these will be different from any job adjustment done until now we are aiming uh, to release the shackles translator note the nuance implied is to unchain release from with changes, exclamation mark. This won't be a simple adjusting of individual abilities or attributes in order, dot, dot, dot. Of course, we can't say there won't be an, an individual ability adjustment as we will do that as required. The job adjustments done most recently were aimed to bring things into line with our plan changes. Yeah. So... Well, to me, that's a bit concerning because it sounds like power, much power creep. Well, yeah, but the power creep so far has been what? Paladin? They Whatever so they do recently. Um, they buff. Hovershot. Yeah, Hovershot for Ranger. So they're focusing on Ranger, Paladin. I think, honestly, it's time to come back to Blue Mage at this point, because it's been many years. But uh, number three, we'll talk about all of them in, in, in sequence later when I'm done reading this last one. Three, storage, which is, this is going to be the best one. We are testing increasing bag sizes. I have said in the past that we cannot expand past wardrobes 3-4, but I suppose that was dishonest. Some will always say, if you can do it, just do it. But please understand, we are balancing a lot of risks. It might not turn into the situation everyone is expecting, particularly load times will never get faster than they are now. The FFXI dev team is trying hard. What about next year? Let me list some keywords. Empyrean equipment, so before they had said that it's unlikely, they were... They were preparing us for the, I remember this, the, the, the soft, hard letdown here of, well, maybe the end of the year we might get Empyrean plus 2-3 out, but they said don't, don't count on it. And now they are firmly committing to, don't count on it, that's next year, which is fine. And content related to Voracious Resurgence, translator note, when they use contents, it usually means actual content events, not battles as part of a quest or storyline, etc. So they're going to add, obviously, content for the Empyrean equipment, which is probably why it's coming next year, because they're focusing on the anniversary, in my opinion, and the Voracious Resurgence. So I'll let you guys take it from here. Well, Eric's, what are your thoughts on this one? I like having more inventory space, but I totally understand why it's uh, difficult uh, from a technical perspective, because I also have some background. Well, uh, I do game dev development myself. So, I like, um, I like that they admitted that a lot of, they're dishonest. Yeah, I guess, but well, there's always a like a 
as I mentioned, there are risks. So when you increase the bag size, you have to account for so many other moving parts that uh, could break a lot of stuff or increase loading times that it's almost unplayable in some cases. Like when you load into instances, it takes you like three minutes to load because like Odyssey problems we had. Yeah. So it, it's something they have to weigh and. Uh, I can add to that too. Like think of it, think of it this, from this perspective. Yeah, it, it probably is dishonest because they could do it. Yes. Um, but when I log on to like one of my mules, for example, it loads infinitely faster than Fox does because it has far less inventory than Fox does. And yeah, because I do like, essentially I felt like I was listening to Fox here where they go, well, um, but they clarified here with a little asterisk. This was their asterisk that load times will not get faster than they are now, which is fair. So the, the asterisk here is that it's not that we can't add them. It's that it's not going to get faster than it is now. And we don't want it to get even worse because particularly before Odyssey, we might have been like, yeah, that's okay. I can wait an extra 30 seconds if I get an extra 200 items. That's fine. I'll make that compromise. But when Odyssey happened and everything was so waiting five minutes for your bag to load and stuff, it's like, no, that's that's clearly a a, a repercussion of years worth of trying to, I guess, add workaround to workaround to workaround as a guy like me who doesn't know shit just is speculating that. But it sounds to me, if you guys could provide your perspective on what I'm saying, that it's just work around around work around our work around has become we don't know what could happen if we do this at this point it could break it because we've been working around for so long i mean the thing yeah. is a lot of their engineers no longer actively work on 11 so they have to call people from the uh final fantasy 14 team to help them out Oof. and then they have to um sift through a, f a ton of legacy code that nobody is even familiar with anymore uh, like a, a lot of people that previously worked on that have left the company or been reassigned so or retired they have to, yeah they have to basically start from scratch and read through all that code and make sense of it and that's a, a ton of work like it's uh, almost indescribable how much that uh, what work that is and uh, i have some a lot of empathy for them in that case it almost um, sounds like the game is on such borrowed time at this point that no one even understands how far past the limit it's gone Actually, yeah, it's uh, really impressive what they've done with it, considering it's based on PS2 code. And at the same time, I don't think anyone has a reasonable fear that the game is going to end tomorrow or even next year. Like, my personal wish would be that they can just remade it in a new engine, but it's not going to happen at this point. I think it's too much of an investment. Yeah, and I think that there's so much layered upon layered for the past 20 years here, and every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's been in and out of their offices and so on, that even a remake would be rewriting what exists rather than taking what we have now as it works now with the nuance now. So let's say it's the Killer Instinct thing. They would add it back in, but it wouldn't probably work the same way it works now. So it would be a different game. You also yeah. think that it's current subscriber base, right? If you remade the game, you'd be starting over again. Yeah, because you would people not be starting early, but they would change so much things. We would have to change so much things that it wouldn't be the same game anymore. It'd be a really bad fork because I wouldn't want to go to the new one. Even I mean, unless it was exactly what I'm playing now, I wouldn't want to go to the new one. And we know it wouldn't be exactly the same. So it would be probably the best way to kill the game ever is to try and remake it. Yeah. Just how it is. I just don't see them being able to like take all the gear we have and then putting it into a new engine, you know, with it all be too much work before. Yeah. It, Basically, there wouldn't be enough incentive for the people who already play this game in AFK all day to like continue to do stuff, um, because that's already I mean, something that the community fights. I mean, they could technically wrap the game in a new engine, like some of the recent remakes have been doing, like uh, the Diablo 2 remake. 
but it would also be a lot of work and they just don't see the uh, financial incentive to do so i'd be happy if they found a way like you said rap if they found a way to work within the current confines and actually invest in bringing people in the long term to do that where yeah it's a lot of work to read through the legacy code and things people don't know about but if you have guys that are dedicated on your team to doing that it it may be a shit ton of 20 years of work to try and learn and pick up but you should be able to pick up and learn enough to make things happen that if they have a dedicated team i mean i'm sure they do already but if they actually gave them a little more to work with i think they could still make they're obviously still making things happen now because we have a new storyline we have you know other content coming down the pipe here but well there's new that's obvious no sorry i was reading the job adjustments thing too well and like as far as uh, on that yeah, I've got something for job adjustments that I'm afraid of. What's your? What are you afraid of, Fox? Well, the way that they're talking about releasing these shackles, like unchaining stuff and all that, it makes it seem like they're trying to re- they're trying to remove a limitation that we currently have. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. well what so limitation it can mean, be? like to me, it means one of two things: either they're just going to allow us to continue to level past 99, or, and this is probably the one that'll break the game the hardest, is if it stops being a sub job and it starts becoming a dual job. Ooh. So they let us level our sub job to ninety nine. That or infinite job points, with just uh, ever increasing bonuses. Well, they did say job points could go further in the past instead of capping at twenty, could cap at thirty. So that's not off the table itself. Although I think that's as likely as happening as uh, as monstrosity ever being finished. I personally don't think that they're going to allow us to uh, break the ninety nine cap itself. I don't because think so, so much rides on level correction and how all that works. Like even the mobs are fighting in Odyssey are just beefed up versions of things rather than being like higher level than 150. Well, they're so still I don't think they're going to be higher level. Well, r- right, without right. And they are, they, are, they are higher level though. Yeah, but just they, like they're literally higher level, but I don't think they're going to go on, go beyond level 150 because everything is balanced to 150 at that point. Like any further level correction beyond that point would, would be like the kinds of problems they ran into when Adulin first came out or like the way the Ryzen Jima Helms had to be handled a specific way for the longest time. Uh, because they're just there was just such a large gap between what we could do and how we could interact with it. And see, I don't like speculation at the point where we start going, it could be dual jobs, but if that was the case, that would be hard to grasp around because that kind of erodes at the unique abilities of all jobs because things are certain levels that are just out of reach of sub-job at 49, which I believe is still calculated, uh, abilities and so on, that gaining all those, yeah, it's not like it... It's not like it's not a viable thing to do for the game, but I just kind of, you know, that changes the way everything. Like you have to rebalance everything again. So not yeah. that they couldn't do that, and it wouldn't give them more to rebalance, but... Yeah, think of everybody going sub-Corsair to things. Yeah. I don't know, it runs kind of counter to their whole jail thing right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think that dual jobs would be a thing, but that would be, that would be disastrous, I think, so... When they say unchain or release the shackles, though, like those are just the things that that pop into my mind. I think that it would be disastrous too for them to try those things. To me, it just sounds like releasing the shackles would be like they have a new job point system or something particular to the jobs, a new system like that. Like let's call it merit points version three. Master points. Yeah, master points. Yeah, I think to me that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Not that they're releasing the shackles on limitations we have. They they're very frequent to talk about the limitations all the time. It's just going on about a new system being released like you know set out of the gate here as in the 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 verbiage of breaking the shackles or releasing them i don't think it's i don't think it's as bad as we first want to imagine 
And that's the most likely thing that I think is going to be the case too. Like that's the first thing that popped into my mind back when they first started talking about, you know, doing job adjustments for like everybody. Like I, I was first thing I said was, well, it looks like we found a new, uh, new job point system, right? Which would be um, fun. I just fear that the other things could be true <laughs> because that would be game breaking. I'm a blue mage. I have nothing to fear from SE besides being ignored anymore. <laughs> right. But I think focusing, because the core of the game is on collecting items, so I think, yes, you're going to work with hard walls there, but we've been working with them for a long time, and you've found ways to continue going around or realizing that things aren't the problems you always thought they were. So I think pouring, I don't care if it takes a year, just pour everything into making the inventory system in this game work better. What I do know is that anything that they're changing just based on the way that things have been progressing will be changed for the current content that's available. And it kind of goes back to people commenting on how we we talked about like previous content being trivial. I think a lot of these adjustments will make that content more approachable for people who are solo and people who are like in groups of less than six. And I, I think they're just going to continue to make the content uh, as it comes out more geared towards you know the, the six man groups and those setups just due to um, due to uh, due to the the, the lower uh, populations on the game. Not that they're like super low or anything. It's just they are lower. And, you know, whether or not people are, are actually available to work with one another now that we're all, you know, adults. I don't, well, <laughs> you're giving us way too much credit, Fox. But I know I honestly think that there are ways to alleviate the inventory, too. They may not be fixes and they may not be long term, but they at least can make things better. Alleviating the issues we have now, food should always stack. Uh, you should, there should honestly be a way. Yeah, you may not have another inventory of 80 but if you had a separate inventory like they do for temporary items where you put all your ammunition and ninja tools and medicines just basically maybe not even medicines but just like ammunition ninja tools things like that if you could put those into a temp area that already exists and utilize that it might make load times increase a little bit but you already had the temporary items as part of the game for a long time now so if you kind of alleviated inventory by making jug pets or automaton oils and stuff like that. Make it a small limited storage that you can take in and out like a sack or something. But if you could kind of leverage those things that exist already, I think you could help alleviate the problems without going nuts too. They just have to change have, how certain items work. Have them take up currency slots. Yeah, because they already changed things like um, what ammunition used to be, what, the 12 or something ridiculous? Or just In yeah. general, like all the things that used to be they didn't stack to 99. They started changing, like, logs didn't stack, now they stack. All those kinds of things. They can do that with more items. Yeah, Behemoth Stake might be powerful, but is it really game-breaking to make Behemoth Stake stack? Or a Fruit Parfait, which is weak as shit, stack? I mean, just get rid of non-stackable food. Just things like that. You can start making changes. Make crystals stack to 99. There's no re You could fix a lot of problems there. Pet food to 99. You know, all those things. They can do that. I don't know if it's a big burden on the inventory to have stacks of 99 items. That might be the problem is why they didn't do that. But just stop because I think Don Molsoms. Don Molsoms should stack as oh, well God. at least. But things like that, maybe they didn't want them to stack because one, they're fake balance. But two, it adds more burden to loading. But is it really that bad? Another thing they should definitely do is release some capes that uh, make ambuscade capes redundant. like. Generic equipment skill capes with every like strength, weapon skill damage, and stuff like that. That would be nice. They yeah. kind of did that with the uh, one from Alexander. The... Alexander, yeah, yeah, but it was 
not as strong as an Amiskit as an Amiskit cape. It was more like, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll gear up this job slightly, and I don't care if it's great for dancer uh, and maxed. Yeah, but it's, it was the combination of the two. Not that it was it wasn't it was six percent instead of ten percent plus stats for weapon skill damage. But the fact that it was skill chain damage on top of that was the yeah, important part. Dancer, dancer caps that out pretty easily though. Well, and thief doesn't, are... so thief uses it. That's what I want it for. Ambuscade capes are a major, major toll on my inventory. Like yeah, they take up like 120 of my slots. Ambuscade yeah, capes were the single-handed worst mistake they made for inventory management because I have like 10 capes for each job. It's a problem. Same. Can we make a toggle for those? Yeah, right. Hang on, I'll work on it, man. But still, I think they could leverage things that they don't think about or want to do. I, I think temporary items should go away in this game. We don't need them. So use that temporary item space for actual items we use, consumable items. I know a lot of my inventory is down to food and stuff. We talked about before the foods I carry, so I'd be happy to not have to not carry things I want to utilize to play this game. Mm. I already compromised enough. Anyway, as far as new content goes related to Empyrean, I really hope they uh, revisit Tartarus. Which, uh, they teased some concept art for that back in the day during oh. Adeline and looked really nice. And since uh, Voracious Resurgence is going through, through all the major storylines at the moment, I think, our major hubs anyway, it'll probably end up in Adeline around 2022. So we might see that uh, um, Introducing bring the up tar Tartarus again or Kasnar. But there's a like, good uh, point to that. Because yeah. if you think about how years ago when Walk of Echoes first came out, I remember on BG it was a big thing because BG was still more active as a forum, where they were talking about how they had all these unused Walk of Echoes zones that were in the DATs everywhere. I think it was in like the DAT thread or something ridiculous, just the forums in general. And they talked about how there's all these unused zones, and that was many years ago. And I think they finally reused them with Odyssey. I think Odyssey is reusing all of those. Because Walk of Echoes, I think there's an old school video maybe eight years ago you could probably find it was someone running around the unused um, areas that they had added for Walk of Echoes and everyone was like well why don't they use these areas and they finally did for Odyssey so it's not out of the realm of possibility those were already in the dats though I imagine I don't think Tartarus was but it's not out of the realm for them to finally get back to it many years later for an area like Tartarus yeah the thing is I'm not sure if you heard about it but um, they mentioned in an interview that they're at the limit of adding new areas so they have to reuse everything at this point they can't add more <laughs> um so i don't think we'll see tartars unfortunately because uh but wow. they might reuse i don't, I don't know Rakazar, uh, inner Rakazar. for being at the limit they had that new area just for the last of rhapsodies you can tell me that was the very last one that existed main race in Gmail or the rhapsody fight against the cloud of darkness that's a unique, oh, that, uh... yeah that's a unique area I think the interview came after Rhapsodies was released. Uh, so what, we're supposed to believe that the very last available area in this entire game is the Cloud of Darkness fight? I mean, I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes there. I assume it's like the inventory where they said it was disingenuous and they just, like, they don't have ability to add spells. They, we thought they didn't have any more ability to add spells and abilities, but now we have Hovershot. So I would be fine with them deleting certain things. I mean, we don't need Libra. They probably have to do a lot of restructuring just to add new stuff. But yeah, I know. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with uh, MMO development, so that's... Uh, I don't think any of us are. Several, several degrees more complex than what I do. I don't think SE is even familiar with it. I mean, it was their first MMO, to be fair. If only they had planned. 
but I still enjoy this till the day it ends. Well, their second attempt also went pretty badly, as we all know. Well, that second attempt doesn't exist anymore. They got rid of that for the third attempt. Exactly. So who's still it's standing? in canon. But yeah, um, speaking of hover shot, they mentioned how they added that to Ranger because they were afraid the new job adjustments would make Ranger fall behind. It already was behind. Yeah, but Ranger was in its niche at least. It was doing okay. Now with Hovershot, it's an absolute monster. Well, so at the very least, we can assume that the job adjustments will be quite, uh, well, massive. It'll really change the, the meta, I think. We had trouble reconciling that, Fox, because when we were fighting our body, we were having trouble getting them to move without using JA0 because we don't, like most people do, who are running around using Hovershot to its utmost effect. And it was the fact that we were basically, I think it was you, Fox, I would assume it was you, but just saying that they're going to lose more damage running around to try and do it without JA0 than to just sit there and shoot immediately again. Yeah, it's what I observed. Uh, basically, that that act of motion just like holds you up, and you can't blink out of it because your uh, your fire recoil animation always has to go off. So on a ranged attack, so I mean, you're always going to lose something by moving like that, and it just didn't seem like we gained enough. Like when we when we did the the V15 where we attempted to have the Ranger use hover shot, you know, without J zero obviously, um, their damage didn't come anywhere near where it needed to be. But then when we had them stay in place, it was um, easy. They, they smoked it. Yeah. Were they using a white damage build or just uh, max weapon skill damage? They, they were using foam. I I have the armor in our group. So what what, they, what were they using? Uh, they're using foam hot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe it made, uh I mean, our experience oh. with Gandiva has been quite good so far. No, I think they were actually using Annihilator. Oh, maybe. I mean, Annihilator doesn't do as much damage as any of the other options, technically. So maybe they, maybe it just doesn't mesh well with Hovershot. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to try it out with Arma, but I mean, the the guys on like Bard and White Mage so often that this was kind of like his thing for his fight that I wanted to get him in there on the DD job because he clearly has more fun doing it. And understand, I don't play Ranger at all, so I wouldn't have anything meaningful to contribute. So when I say probably, I have no idea. Basically, I knew we would win, so it's not like I needed to optimize the Ranger slot or anything. Still rings questions up, because a gun shouldn't be that out of the the woods because it doesn't mesh with Hovershot enough. That seems pretty pretty dumb. My aesthetic is actually planning to attempt our body tonight with the Ranger strategy, so I'll report back on that. Actually, I really want to use my uh, Ranger Automaton on, on Arabati since uh, its white damage is actually. Wouldn't it get destroyed though? Nice. From what? Uh, what would it get destroyed from? From oh, the yeah. fetters and DOT and. I mean, it would be one uh, one of the shooters, not the. Well, yeah, but still, I, I would expect the moment fetters come out, your puppet's probably done. So you're wasting overdrive, right? Well, you don't, need... not, not, you don't even need overdrive to make it work. Well. I'd be very interested in seeing because I like to go pop. You can. You also should have enough time to pull the puppet off too before the fetters get out of hand, because like you, you'll you'll see, especially if you're doing a range strat, like not everyone's up close anyway. Like you'll you'll see the tell where it's going to gain its aura and everything, and you're going to see the red proc. Just pull the puppet off. Hold on, hold on. Animator P two uh, plus one. Yeah, yeah. Sit back and shoot. Well, the, the you can with the first animator, like the regular animator, you can actually get more range than. The other one, true. But yeah, the, the the version two lets it automatically reposition. I was gonna say, if but, it's um, not in proper range, maybe it moved or something. But yeah, you would just adjust it. So that's stupid to me. Maybe I'm 
too uninformed about the fight, but isn't uh, wouldn't you proc the feathers away with by doing ranged crits? Yes, but the moment they come yeah. out, your pet's probably exploded. Oh, no, I mean, it's fairly resilient if you give it um, at least a steam jacket, or you can well repair it. It was a discussion recently in the thread for Odyssey on Auction House. It was kind of all over the place with no one putting anything conclusive out. So if anyone was to put anything conclusive out, it'd be you trying it. So essentially yeah. the answer is without you doing it, Eric, since you are the pup, then there would be no proper context or information or understanding on it without you. Our ranger has been core proctored. And then our, our actually our bard also ran in and targeted it too during that. That's why we needed white mage for that because without that we weren't able to proc it. And he's only a problem if you don't ever proc the lion there. So if you proc him because you need Bar Blizzard and stuff, then you're fine. Otherwise, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. So um, when you just can't you just proc him by keep by by just repeatedly shooting at him, or is there something else I'm missing? It's crits. So it's if like, those range attacks are doing critical are are doing crits, then that's what yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks for that. If it has to be a crit, then automatons probably wouldn't cut it because it's uh, considered uh, draw ability. It won't crit and can't crit. I'm really interested to hear how your Gandiva Ranger does. I think I really Gandiva like has a unique the power of that bow. Gandiva has a unique niche just for this. I mean, I was planning to pair it with a, a Corsair Ranger shooting as well, not solely the Puppet Master doing it. So, uh, but if you need at least two critters, then it might be difficult. It's not that you need to have the critters too. You can just have someone with Torrent and stuff run in real quick to proc them and get out as long as you have a White Mage to take care of them, which mm -hmm. is you don't need to focus the people also doing damage. Like when people have samurai fight in bows, it's like they're they're trying to focus everything onto too much at once. You don't need the DD to also be the only one doing skill chains and the one carrying the whole group. You need to have the whole group working together. So it doesn't mean that the core ranger has to do all the crits. They just have to help someone who's there to pick up that one part of the puzzle. It's actually um, funny you say that because technically the puppet master can use Tard to crit. Yes, it can, but yeah. I don't know if the puppet's going to, going to survive up there. If it's yours, I'm sure you have a build for it, but... I mean, I could wear full D, uh, DT you, stuff. As long as your pet's out of um, danger, I mean... Oh, well, yeah, the, the, animator, the animator 1 or 2 would uh, keep it at at least 15 bombs distance, if that's enough. I'm, I'm not sure. As a pet, we still have to attempt it and higher than V5, so... Yeah, the... The the main issue with the with, with the crits and, and procking our body um, isn't um, actually performing the crits. It's performing them rapidly enough so that it procs. So if your um, if your ranger is using like double shot and it's converting to triple shot and like the or is doing the same thing, you can get enough ranged crits in a row to where it counts. So like you, you want it within like certain melee swings. Otherwise, what will end up happening if you don't proc him is you'll continuously proc red over and over again. And honestly, as long as you proc them, that's the only thing. Because people try to power through the proc, and that's when your win rate of success goes down, because then you're dealing with more than you should have to, and then your tank's in trouble, and then it may sound like, oh, it's no big deal, power through it, but everyone says that like they have the big brass balls, and then when you go to do it, you shouldn't have to be kind of struggling so much to survive through constantly not having them proc. It's just important to do. It's supposed to be done, so... Well, I'll report back in any case, depending on how it goes. If it goes really badly, I might uh, just cry myself uh, cry myself to sleep in a corner. <laughs> Fair. At any rate, see, Fox, you're like, well, if you don't have anything to talk about, and meanwhile we've had like another long episode here that we should wrap up, instead of just yawning and letting it end, of course, and not respecting the listeners' right. time. But see, we always have stuff to talk about here. 
always always a strong like if you let enough things build up sure uh we just happened to get really lucky with the amount of uh awful threads that occurred well that too but i mean we can honestly go on and on about odyssey strategies and setups and the changes i mean we have a lot of random things we talked about here but that's not typically that different from how our pre-show goes yeah i think it was quality outside of our unrehearsed meet i want it's fun when carrots here but i feel bad that i kind of threw her in and she didn't have any like when it was just us doing an episode that was one thing but uh i think four people as I agree with her completely. Like, it's a too many cooks thing. And I mean, if an episode, like, if we had something specific going on where, like, an episode would call for, like, Carrot and Eric's, like, I don't mind sitting out for that. Like, obviously, I should be here, like, whenever possible. But, uh, you know, if it doesn't pertain to me, then it's fine. I wouldn't mind backing off a bit and letting the other three people go about it and me kind of chiming in. Although that sounds very uncharacteristic, but I'd be fine doing that myself. But you're the heart and soul of the podcast. Uh, there's no podcast yeah, no Fox. I wouldn't I wouldn't carry the conversation. You'd hear a bunch of statistics from me and then people would die. That's important. I can't bring that. Well, you know how you had trouble figuring out who should do the intro? I did the intro and I could host everything. Exactly. So at any rate, if anyone wants to email us, you can email us <laughs> at wtfinfondadeal at gmail.com. We, as long as you are not too shy... Uh, are happy to hear your your questions, concerns, emails. Tell us we fucking suck, like the last email. Although it didn't say that, but yeah, well, it was just me, man, not you. Well, you and your R15s, Fox. You fucking filthy elitist, you. I don't own a single R15. I do. My Kenkunkin's now R14, so I actually have oh, enough yeah. to R15. And I just haven't. So congrats. Yes, thank you. I now need to work on God Hand, so I have a better damage weapon. That hurts so much. It does hurt. They have their place. Just like O-Chain not having a place as much when Pre-Win's around. But it still has a place. I'm really hoping that the Impaka gear will kind of uh, let Kenkonkin catch up, but I'm, I don't mm. Not optimistic. It's Stack really, it with circles. It's really nice gear, yeah. Stack it yeah, with circles. Just... Because, yeah, the more the more hits you have there with Kenkonkin as you do, um, the circle effects with Empaka would definitely, because that's also great for Kenkonkin in general, NTP in general, that would, that would actually, it's things like that that change how weapons work. So over time, Kenkonkin's gone, from my understanding, you'll have to correct me, which I'm glad you're here to do this, is that Kenkonkin's gone from the, yeah, as long as AN3 is maintained, it's the undisputable winner too. Well, uh, Godhand spamming howling fist now if you're not skill chaining and the puppet's not doing any meaningful dps and other things going on of you know basically everyone's spamming and that's it then yeah god hands with the tp bonus of impaka earring god hands itself makes the proper build of howling fist absolutely ridiculous and out parse to now hey maybe if you have the right setup with killer instinct or circle or effects or whatever then impaka with king cone constrained pummel will probably come out on top especially if you skill chain I mean, um, Howling Fist also uses Impaka in several slots. So yes, that's true. It might, it might not really make any difference. But uh, before the hand-to-hand update, I th- um, Stringing Pummel was basically one of the be- best hand-to-hand weapon skills in the game. And now that the hand-to-hand update has made Howling Fist so ridiculously strong, it's just pulled far ahead. And the AM3 uh, boosting the puppet doesn't really make up for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Unless the 
automaton suddenly gets new weapon skills from the job advancement update. I failed to even consider the hand-to-hand -hand update was a thing twice over. From I had still been back reading the pup thread. I haven't read it in months now, but I had been back reading it, and that was at the point where it didn't exist. So that also probably is more than anything to do with it. Because when you can, I mean, when you howling fist can conkin and the multi-hit procs, it's still depressing versus god hands. Yeah, you kind of need to save up to two KTP with Kankonkin to have any decent numbers. Even then, hands. yeah. But um, before the update, uh, string pummel only did like I don't know two to three K less than it does now. The Fodio did help, but it's only the neck that was replaced. The Moonbow is still better. And while Howling Fist went from I don't know fifteen K, maybe twenty K to doing 70k so it's a pretty big difference yep. yeah yeah I, even when we were doing the ambuscade this month when i put out the god hands i was doing drastically more on average i mean i was getting ridiculous low spikes at 9k but i was also getting those 40 50 60k spikes on pup versus what consistent 20 something 30 i was hitting 32 or 3 maybe off the top of my head it was weeks ago for stream pummel, but I was not getting above 30s. Whereas even spiking for 50, 60k with with howling fist on God hands, uh, you, you're gonna have to really pick up the slack there and white damage and everything for King Konkin and the puppet to even maybe come close to that because that's that's a big weapon skill difference. And that's most your damage. Yeah, if the puppet got new weapon skills, which I haven't uh, received any new ones since uh, Wings of the Goddess. There's no room. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well. Either way, if they if they ever did, got weapon skills that did more than I don't know fifteen to twenty k at best case outside of overdrive, then maybe Kankakum would really make a big difference. Here's to hoping that the new job adjustments that are being unshackled will improve the puppet's damage because yes, the puppet is putting out absolute crap damage out overdrive. Honestly, in my opinion, compared yeah. to what we have now, because you can't buff I it agree. really. Overdrive is really amazing, but it sucks that the uh, the job has to rely so much on it just to Correct. perform it needs and i say that as someone who met who made several overdrive videos <laughs> so so anyway yawning again um thank you very much eric's this was awesome to have you on thank you for being a part thank of you it for having me well, thank, thank you for not kicking me out after i made that bad intro i didn't do the german intro for you this time so hopefully you appreciate my my english i was gonna say earlier you said you don't speak french so you wouldn't use it, but you also don't really speak German, and still you use it. Willkommen so, zurück. Oh, I love using random. I, I've used je ne sais quoi, you know, I don't know what, and as a yeah. thing, many times actually in the past week, somehow, when I usually don't use it, so I do enjoy random. I said Mia Copa today a couple times. It just, I don't know, my, my head works that way. I mean, it's, it's, it's something you usually do if you take an interest in a language. I, I totally get it. That's yes. sounds funny that you said that about French in particular. I did take one semester of French many moons ago. So anyway, Fox, anything to add? No, I think we uh, I think we covered all the stuff that we needed to cover and respond to the things that we needed to respond to. So I was happy with this episode. Yeah, yeah, everything went fine. And I think Sven once... there, listening in his little car between Sweden and Norway there, will will be very happy to have something that was respecting his time of a long drive. And for once, this might be an episode with me in it that will, won't blow up in our faces. When, when <laughs> right. did it blow up in our faces? Uh, well, he's talking about the cheating episode. Oh! Cheating episode, puppet master tanking episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Actually, 
Let me let me let me end this on a bad note. Um, you said many moons ago. Why not many honeymoons ago? Oh. No. Okay, Fox. Give him, <laughs> yeah, because he's not me. Let's, let's give, end this abruptly. Give it, give it, the, give it the see you, Fox. <laughs> All right, see you guys.